You're listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. One of the lowest ranking podcasts in the world. World. We heard your demand for timestamps, and we chose to ignore you, just like your high school years. You'll see Jake with a tramp stamp before we start using timestamps. Sexy tramp stamp Jake. What we're trying to say is, we don't do timestamps, and we never fucking will. I just said the F word. So stop asking, you rat bastard cunts. Cunts. <laughs> Welcome to the Timestamp Free Zone. This is Pop Culture Leftovers. Episode 387. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, can erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're, we're the Leftovers. I thought I'd do it. I thought I'd do it like like I was evil, Jake. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah, should we do that? Like, oh, did I scare you, Jake? Like, peed himself. <laughs> Can we take a break? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, like I think, like, uh, like maybe for Halloween we do it like we're demonic, Jake. I like it. You should get like the voice modulation, so we don't even have to like change our voice. We can just talk, and it'll make us sound demonic. I think we did that one episode, like in the first twenty or some shit. Yeah, I've got like this FX thing on here. Hold on, I don't know which one it's on. Hold on. Hello. Can you hear this? Yeah, you sound like a baby. Yeah, let's see what else I can do with this fucking shit. We're also joined by Tristan, Shifton Tristan, Tristan Brown. Welcome, Shifton. Hey, thank you, and I still have nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. He's he's not doing anything. Jake, is this weird that I'm talking like this? Um, I don't think I could take it for the whole episode, no. <laughs> All right, hold on, I'll switch it over. Hello, hello? All right, hello. Hello. Why am I saying hello? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to get to like the demon one. Hello. Yeah, everything still sounds the same. It all sounds the same. Every episode of this fucking podcast sounds the same. It's all the same bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Our regurgitated opinions about new movies and television. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, right, guys, I got carried away. I apologize for that. <laughs> Skeletor. 
<laughs> I, I, that was that was ridiculous, Jake. Yeah, let's do episode six 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 all in that modulation. <laughs> oh my god, that was. <laughs> I'm scared to even fuck with the mixer now. I am leaving that behind. That is, I'm done with it. Oh my god, <laughs> I felt no. I felt I felt called by the devil in that moment, Jake. I believe it. Yeah, Mephisto. Hmm. Mephisto. All right. What do we got? <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any fucking. I don't have anything up here, Jake. We got. We got. We got. We got Tristan on this episode. We got no contests. No contests. We're not giving nothing away. Nothing. <laughs> well, who are we? The Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jake. Give it away. Give it away now. now. <laughs> what I got you got to give it to your mama. I put it in ya. <laughs> what I got you got to get it, put it in ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I talk about something that really annoyed me on TV this week before we get into it? Yeah, what was that, man? Oh man, I hate when they misuse songs in commercials. Like one to me, one of the biggest fallacies is when Sir Mix-a-Lot tried to sell backpacks and did Baby's Got Backpack. No, brother. But no. I saw one this year that really, or just this week, that really drove me nuts. It was a commercial for LG dryers. Uh, I thought you were, were going to say it was Bonnie Tyler's I Need a Hero, but it was the, <laughs> it was a gyro sandwich. <laughs> I need a gyro. <laughs> that would be the best use of that song this year. So I wouldn't have a problem. Go to hell, sir. Go to hell. All right, all right. So, all right, it's LG. What is it? LG what? LG like dry washers and dryers. Yeah. And um, they're using old dirty bastards. Um, baby, I got your money. It's, instead, it's baby, I got your laundry. Oh, hey, oh, dirty. Baby, I got your laundry. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, some relative needs punched in the face right now. Yeah, uh, at some point you just have to say no. We're not going to give you the rights to that song. I know when you're getting when you're when you're getting you got to get them vaccinated. <laughs> when you're getting the offspring selling out like that, Jake. You know. Yeah, I mean, I get it though. I mean, the offspring needs some. When's the last time they had a hit? But this is like this is an artist that's passed away. That someone is selling his song to sell fucking washers and dryers, and like, oh my fucking god! I I rolled my eyes so much at this commercial. <laughs> so terrible. It's, it's so terrible. It's, oh my god! And so much. Yeah, somebody's pockets are lined now because of that shit. Oh my god, that's terrible. Mm. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No contest this week, Jake. No, yeah, I. T- no. We're done. We're done giving shit away. Dude, <laughs> you listen to us because you like us, not because you want shit. Well, we haven't gotten an iTunes. I, dude, we haven't gotten an iTunes review in like a month. It's like nobody gives a fuck anymore. <laughs> I know. Speaking of offspring, I missed that bumper. Uh, what? Which one? Oh, the oh, I dude, I haven't heard in so long. I didn't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard the. I like second guessed myself because of your reaction there. I haven't heard the iTunes bumper in so long. I forgot what you're talking about, man. I had to like sing it in my head. I was like, maybe that's not the iTunes one that sounds like Offspring. Maybe that's the news one. I was like, no, 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 that's the Offspring one. Right now, there's somebody that's thinking to themselves, oh yeah, I should leave a review, 
And then they're not going to because they're going to put it off on somebody else, Jake. They're going to be like, oh, somebody else will do it. And then that person's putting it off on somebody else. And we're going to come back here next fucking week. Not next next week's Black Widow, but the week after. And we still ain't going to have shit. We still ain't going to have shit. Dude, nobody, nobody's laying any. Review for like five years, man. What's up? I said I've been waiting to write a review for like five years. I you motherfucker! <laughs> You're on this. You've been on this show for a couple of years now, and you haven't fucking left an iTunes review. <laughs> you motherfucker! Still haven't. <laughs> you might get a surprise next week. <laughs> Have you at least given us the generic five stars without a review? You know what? Uh, when I come to think about it, I wrote something like some years ago, but it disappeared, I think, because I had a bunch of F-bombs in it. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Oh, man. Jake, yeah, nothing, no contest. We do have a contest uh, towards the end of the month. So, yeah, when contests come around, that's when we hear from you people. But when it, we when it's like we're asking for an iTunes review, we get nothing to it. It's fucking crickets from these people, man. Yeah, fucking sad. It's fucking sad. <laughs> All the stuff we do for these people. Yeah, I know. Reminder to leave iTunes review next week. Set a fucking alarm or something, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get it. You're going to get it. <laughs> Oh shit, man! Sounded like a threat. You're gonna get it. <laughs> oh my god! I thought I, I, I thought I thought we had Danny Masterson's from uh, that '70s show on the podcast, oh, Jake. Whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> Should I not have said that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Convicted rapist, everyone. Um, let's see. Yeah, did you see what? <laughs> <laughs> man i feel, I feel what the, i didn't rape anybody jesus <laughs> jeez frank keep your hands to yourself god damn god damn um did you see allison mack i was just gonna bring that up yeah allison mack got three years yeah she tried to plead for nothing like she gave this big like plea house the worst decisions you ever made in your life she regrets it they were fighting to have no time in jail whatsoever it sounds like it's crazy she deserves time man she was branding women and they were having sex with this fucking keith ranieri guy would you eat if mcdonald's came out with an allison mac like a big mac and they had a branded bun (laughs) would you (laughs) i would try it i'm not gonna lie would you hey tristan would you eat the nexium burger the Allison, the Allison Mac. It's got the branded bun. Jake, I'm making all the insensitive jokes this week. Yeah. I'm here for it. I got the the Danny Masterson one didn't go over well. Like you guys are like, <laughs> you got like after I said that one, you guys were like fucking deer in headlights after that one. Like, wh- <laughs> whoa, where do we go now? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Are you going to edit this out, Brian? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> I'm just holding back from saying what I want to say, but you guys, there's all kinds, of, there's all kinds of other jokes I can throw in there. But nah, <laughs> don't want to get some hate mail. Oh, yeah, fuck, I'd rather get the hate mail than all these fucking non-existent iTunes mails. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something's better than nothing. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump into good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad pop. 
right. Did it, hey, who did anybody watch the Halloween Kills trailer? Anybody get a chance to see that? It came out last week. I did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Tristan, I, uh, I I didn't watch it last week when it came out. I was uh, hoping to catch it for the first time in the theater, and I got lucky this week, and I saw it before I watched uh, the new Purge movie. And uh, what did you think about the last one? Um, I liked it. You know, I thought it was a, uh, you know, a good little recon of uh, the subpar sequels, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, picked up. You know, I, I like the fact that we have this, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's, you know, this badass and, you know, seeing where she is uh, in this point in her, in her life 45 years later or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. But this trailer, you know, I think it's taking it in a really good direction. I like the fact that um, they're just kind of owning the fact that this guy just doesn't die, <laughs> you know, and uh, he what he does to those firemen. That was that's, fucked up, that's, dude. That's just, I'm like, they're trying to save you, dude. And you, <laughs> I know. Kill the fucking firemen and try to save you. Thinking, <laughs> now you're just fucking evil. Dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. It's like these yeah. firemen are showing up to this fucking fire to save your ass. And like, here he comes out with, he fucking, with a fucking, <laughs> just starts kill, murdering these dudes. <laughs> oh my God. It picks up right from the last, I, Tristan, on the other hand, I loved that Halloween. That I loved it. I fucking Tupperware the fuck out of that movie. Halloween Kills looks amazing too. Yeah. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Yeah, Jake, you still haven't watched Halloween, have you? No, the, the newest one. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Jump on that shit, man. It was really fucking good. Yeah. After the reality show one, I was just like, ugh. Oh come on, this is a complete reboot. You got David Gordon Green and. uh in charge of this one, and then uh, Danny McBride, and it's really good. It's uh the the little kid in that first movie was super funny. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. They retcon all the other. It basically it's like the only one, the only movie that exists in the franchise with this new movie um, was the first one. So it's basically it's like forty five, forty plus years after the first one. Everything else has just been fucking scrubbed from existence. You should watch it. I just I just made a note. It's really good. Hey, God damn it. As far as we're making notes, make a note that you need to watch Top Gun soon. That needs to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was planning on seeing the new one and, and finally breaking my never seen Top Gun like a week before the new one came out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any way that Jake is going to like love Top Gun, though, Tristan. I don't feel like I don't feel like I don't think you can be like 30 plus years from removed from that movie and watch it now with fresh Top Gun virgin eyes <laughs> and be like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, what an amazing movie. I just don't – for me, it's just like the nostalgia and the fucking – like the, the soundtrack and everything, man. I don't – I just – what do you think, Tristan? you think there's – what, yeah, what, I don't even know if you like this movie. I could be saying all this shit and just could be like, Top Gun is fucking, what are you talking about? Top Gun, Bottom Gun, Bottom Gun, Brian. It's a fucking oh, terrible God. movie. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I'm not someone who loves Top Gun, but I mean, it's a movie that I, you know, it's a classic. I enjoyed it. And, um, I think it's going to be, is it going to be kind of weird that this love interest that gets built up in Top Gun all of a sudden is just, just, no longer around in the next movie. 
Not really. I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about this right now. <laughs> I've seen Hot Shots. Isn't that good enough? No. Hot Shots. <laughs> no, it's not good enough, Jake. It's not good enough. Yeah, I fucking love Top Gun. You got to watch Top Gun. If you don't watch, yeah, you got to watch it before the new fucking movie comes out. Yeah, it's it's one. I have to. Otherwise, I'm not even gonna watch the new movie. I and I could see that happening with you. Yeah, as soon as I said it, I was like, "Yeah, that's a bad idea." I know that's totally <laughs> you. <laughs> you well, well, guess what, Brian? I made the decision not to watch the original, and so that way, when you when you talk about the new one coming out, uh, yeah, I will have zero input there because I've, I've made that decision that it's just. Top Gun not happening. <laughs> I should watch the new one and then watch the original. See how that works for me. Yeah, let's just make a mockery of everything, Jake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Who? Okay, no sudden move. We all got a chance to see this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this uh, this movie dropped on HBO Max in 1954. I didn't, I didn't, did I play Good Pop, Bad Pop? Did I fucking play that thing? Um, I thought you played a bumper. I think you did. I, but I didn't I go over the rating system or anything, did I? Didn't do the rating no. system, but I think we did Good Pop, Bad Pop. Did I play the good, <laughs> Tristan, Tristan, let's go back to, let's go back, let's go, let, what's the tale of the tape? Definitely, are you definitely didn't play the rating system? I can't, I, I don't know if you played Good Pop, Bad Pop. Fuck I don't know it. if I'm just imagining. Oh fuck! This was ten minutes ago, Tristan. You can't remember this. None of us can. You don't know, Jake. I'm saying we did. <laughs> I have COVID in January, Brent. Jake, I don't remember. I'm feeling. I'm feeling like we should play this motherfucker twice, then, just to make sure, dude. Just make sure of it. Let's make sure of it. All right. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the good pop, bad pop segment where I don't know if it's already been introduced or not. For more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things. Sometimes we don't play the bumpers for these things. (laughs) And if this is your first time listening, here's our fucking rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Jake and Tristan still reeling from that Danny Masterson joke. (laughs) Still... Still haven't, still haven't, still haven't got your balance back, have you guys? Yeah, it felt like an accidental name drop more than like a joke about his situation. I think that's where I was like, no, I don't know what to say here. Do I start making jokes about this guy? Do I? <laughs> I was never a fan before he became like taboo either. So it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, no sudden move. Uh, this dropped on HBO Max in 1954. Detroit small-time criminals are hired to steal a document. Guys, I just want to point: Danny Masterson not in this movie, so we can have a. <laughs> I think it'll be smooth sailing. Actually, <laughs> Danny Masterson does not appear in 
any of the movies or TV shows that are in Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. So, Jake, I think it's going to be smooth sailing for the rest of the podcast for you guys. Yeah, there's going to be no walls in conversation whatsoever. <laughs> oh, oh, Brian, 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 I'm getting this! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh no! Oh no! Um, you know, I've no, I don't think I've ever seen an entire episode of that '70s show. Really? Yeah. I I haven't seen like the entire series, but like when it was on, sometimes I would just watch it. Do you remember they did like a they did a season of that '80s show, and it like got I canceled? Remember that got canceled pretty quickly. Did it last a full season? I don't, I don't think they made so. it to a second season. Definitely didn't make it to a second season, Tristan. But I don't even know I if they made it full. Was in that show. I I couldn't even tell you either, dude. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Um, one season um, doesn't say how many episodes though. Glenn Howerton is the lead in that show. Are you serious? From It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Um, Thirteen episodes, so it didn't make it a full season. Yeah, that's wild. That '80s show. They're like, man, that's a good idea. That's crazy that they could do a that '90s show now, Jake. We're that far removed from the '90s; they could do that. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't even know if that would work. Like at this point, there's so much '90s nostalgia at movies and television that it, it already kind of feels like been there, done that. Yeah, no shit, no shit. You know, baggy pants are back, Jake. Yeah, I'm here for it. I, I, they're so comfortable. Oh God, me too, dude. It took thirty fucking years, but they're back. I love baggy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, thank God! I hate those fucking tight pants that everybody was wearing. I was—I never could get into that shit. Jesus oh, Christ! Skinny jeans, skinny fuck jeans. That. Fuck that, dude! I was all about baggy pants back in the day, dude. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. Were we were we singing Red Hot Chili Peppers earlier, Jake? Yes, that a hundred percent happened. Here, uh, let me throw this uh, leftover Jay. When we were kids, we were his mom was driving me and Jay to the mall. When we were little kids and, uh, under the bridge came on and me and Jay were singing in the car. And now that I think about it, it was me and Jay and his mom and his brother in the car and me and Jay are singing under the bridge. Two 13 year old boys are singing about a song that deals with guy doing fucking like meth underneath a fucking <laughs> bridge. <laughs> I didn't know what the meaning of the song was back then, Jake. No, it's just so melodic. You're like, hey, you gotta sing it. Yeah. Yeah, under the bridge. That's where you drew some blood, Jake. Guys, let's talk about no. <laughs> I've definitely done some drugs under a bridge before. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, what? I'm alone under this branch? <laughs> I've never been under a bridge. I've never been under a bridge doing drugs. <laughs> it's getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing big, you know, just a little smoke or whatever. I wasn't like doing meth or blow or shit. Why under a bridge? It was just like we couldn't do it in anyone's parents' house, so we—that's where we went. It was just a cool place to be. The, under the bridge, you were like, yeah. you're like, oh, the, the red hot chili peppers do it. Oh no, they 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 took it from us. We did it before that song. Okay. All right, Jake. Now it's just why do you turn this podcast into a den of lies, sir? <laughs> Only the last statement was fictitious. <laughs> All right, let's talk about <laughs> this episode is fucking terrible. Let's talk about let's talk about no sudden move. 
1954, Detroit, small-time criminals are hired to steal a document. When their heist goes horribly wrong, their search for who hired them and for what purpose sends them wending through all echelons of race-torn, rapidly change of the ra- race-torn, rapidly changing city. Uh, it's a period crime thriller uh, directed, photographed, and edited by Steven Soderbergh, produced by Casey Silver, and written by Ed Solomon. Uh, the film features Ed Solomon, Jake, I believe, is one of the writers for the the Bill and Ted movies. The originals, or all three? All three, Jake. The film features an ensemble cast of Don. <laughs> Sh- <laughs> no, I, I like that. <laughs> I couldn't hit mute fast enough there before I cracked up. <laughs> the film features an ensemble cast of Don Chadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Amy Simons, Brendan Fraser, Kieran Culkin, Noah Jupe, Craig Grant, Julia Fox, Frankie Shaw, Ray Liotta, and Bill Duke. That Frankie Shaw's got a fun name, doesn't he, Jake? Yeah, it's fun to say. Frankie Shaw. Oh, that Frankie Shaw. He's good times, isn't he, Tristan? Uh, it was great times. Oh, man. I love hanging out with good Frankie, Shaw. Frankie Shaw. Good old Frankie Shaw. That's a fun name, isn't it, Jake? Frankie Shaw. You can't have a bad yes. time around Frankie Shaw. Yeah, you would hope not. No, you're always doing drugs under a bridge with Frankie Shaw. Having a good time. <laughs> what, a, what a bad influence he is. <laughs> All right, let's start. No sudden move. Steven Soderbergh. Um, yeah, what'd you think about this one, Jake? It's uh, Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, and uh, it's you know if, if, who's who's better at doing heist movies than fucking Steven Soderbergh? Talking about you know Ocean's Eleven, man. You know what I mean? Like, what'd you think about this one? Yeah, I did not care for this very much at all. Um, I thought. Um, the cast was fantastic. I thought there was a lot of great performances. Um, I, I thought David Harbour in particular was really good in this. I thought Don Cheadle was also very good as well. Um, I did kind of enjoy the last 20 minutes more than the beginning of the movie, but I feel like Steven Sodenberg was under a bridge doing drugs before making this movie because this movie visually literally gave me a headache. It was like the entire movie was filmed through a peephole from beginning to fucking end, whether they were in a car, whether they were on a street, there were these curved edges during the entire movie, and I just could not look away, look away from it. It made me straight up nauseous. And um, I'm going to give this movie, I'm not going to toss it, I'm going to give it a low taste it, because I did find it very interesting, like I said, especially the second half, and once you kind of find out what they're trying to stop and what they're getting and who they're selling it to. Uh, I had to see how it ended, so I won't just completely toss it, but oh my god, after the iPhone experiment, he's like, let's do a whole movie through a peephole. Fuck this shit. Come on, Steven. Let's let's make real films again, please. Uh, It's based on a true story, apparently. Yeah, you you, you could kind of pick up on that. Yeah. What did you think, Tristan? Um, I liked it more than Jake did. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of just film noir and I liked, uh, just the style of the movie, the look of the movie on, you know, just the production design, um, the direction, the, the cast itself and the acting. Um, I thought the script needed a lot of work. I liked the, the overall story, but just the dialogue, I think lost me a lot. And I was just getting confused as far as, you know, trying to keep track of, of all the various monster names and who yeah. was doing what the who and all that yeah. shit. 
So I, it didn't flow. I mean, like, like when he's working with, when Soderberg is working with people like Aaron Sorkin who can really write a script, you know, like the dialogue just flows. And this felt like, um, you know, a little bit of the usual suspects and, um, some Scorsese and some Ocean's Eleven, but just without like good writing, you know? Um, and so I'm giving it just because I enjoy just like the aesthetic of the movie and the cast. Um, it's a high taster for me. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a taste it. I, I thought that this was going to be, I, I thought I was going to rate it higher actually, but there were some parts that just kind of drug on a little bit. And, um, I thought the beginning was like super interesting where they're, where they're, you know, they, they, you know, you've got Don Shadle and you got a Benicio del Toro and Kieran Culkin and they break into the house and, you know, they're, you know, kind of like threatening the family with, you know, like we, we got to take your father and we've got to get this, we got to get what's in the safe. And, and Don Chandler's just like, you know, three hours of babysitting, I'm going to get paid and blah, blah, blah. And then you find out that there's like other things going on, other things at play. People learn things. There's some, you know, double crosses and stuff like that. And then I think it kind of just gets to a point where it just kind of gets too deep into all like the, the double crossings and, and it kind of gets a little convoluted and messy in certain parts. Um, but I think it ties up really nicely. I'll give it a solid taste it. Uh, nice seeing Brendan Fraser getting work in Hollywood again. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I thought he did Is really he good. Just like now, like a character actor now. Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, he was in, uh, he was, he was doing the, uh, what was that show? Uh, Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol. on, uh, DC right. Universe. You, you don't see him. I mean, you barely see him in that show. You, you don't, see, yeah, he's a just a voice times. actor. Yeah. I thought Ray Liotta was really fucking good in this. Yeah, agreed. I thought he was really good. Oh, Bill Duke, man. It was awesome seeing Bill Duke in this movie. I fucking love that guy ever since Predator. I fucking love Bill Duke. I thought he was great. What was the, oh, what's the other Bill Duke movie I love? He plays kind of like a, like a hired gun, like a mobster or something in another movie that I really like. Minister Society? No. I'm thinking it was like, I'm thinking it was like Payback with Mel Gibson back in the late 90s. Yeah, it was Payback. He was in payback, yeah. Yeah, he was really great in Payback too. I love Bill Duke. I'll give this movie a taste it, man. It's a Soderbergh movie. You know, I mean, it was nice seeing this at home, too. I don't... Was this even in fucking theaters? Yeah, it was an HBO Max exclusive. Yeah, so not even in theaters. It's just crazy. I am glad that Soderbergh... Like, he had, like, that semi-retirement. Like, he was done. I'm glad he's still making movies. I still think he's... This, I, I still this think, dude makes a movie every year. Yeah, well, he was, he was, he, he had, he said he was retired after a certain, remember that, Jake, when he retired? Yeah, yeah, he definitely yeah. retired. He, I think it was like after Magic Mike or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, and he's made like five movies since then. I know, yeah. Yeah, he's bad. You guys weren't bothered at all by people vision for two hours? I don't, I, it didn't bother oh, me. I didn't like it. It didn't bother didn't me like at all. It was like that fishbowl effect. Yeah, I, I know. It was like bizarre it, and served no purpose whatsoever. I, I just thought it was just a crazy decision. I, I honestly, I didn't even, it didn't bother me at, at one bit. Oh my god. Did you even notice it? I don't even think I noticed it. Oh my god. Oh my god. You're so, lucky. I don't, I, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, watch it for just five more minutes and look at the left and the right <laughs> of the screen. It's there's not a second in the movie where it's not curved like a people. Why? Why you gotta ruin my experience, man? Because <laughs> mine was fucking ruined. And that's how I do, man. I fucking spread that make- shit. <laughs> What's that misery company? God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Thank God Jake doesn't have an STD. He'd fucking take it out on everybody. <laughs> I just don't understand you know, the creative decision. If I could, I would love to ask Sodenberg, like, what the fuck were you thinking? Let's try to get him for an interview. Oh, yeah, just so we can get him on here so we can ask him what the... <laughs> uh, yeah, just, uh, Steven, we literally have one question for you, and it comes from Jake. Yeah, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> and thank you for your time. And it, Steven, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter what his answer is, Jake. You're going to fucking hate it, and you're going to think it's pretentious. I mean, there's, he could give me, I could be like, oh, damn, that's deep. I never, I never <laughs> thought about the connection of having curved edges for two fucking hours, like, what that meant for these characters. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm overlooking something, but it was you, you, it was terrible. You, He's going to give you some, like, artsy answer, like, you're looking through the peephole into their lives or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Oh, my God. I feel like this would have made me vomit if I saw it on the big screen. Oh my god, that, that, oh god, I would love to see that. Yeah. It'd be yeah. the second movie that made me vomit in my entire life. What's the first one? Uh, Master and Commander, the Russell Crowe. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, You're not I, the I only one. I, I, yeah, I think others got sick. <laughs> yeah, I get very, and I thought it was a good movie. I was very disappointed that they had to give it the, the camera's gonna rock very slowly throughout the, the whole movie type of thing. And, I got seasick and was like 40 minutes in and just fucking started puking. That is fucking oh, incredible, dude. Yeah. <laughs> in the theater or at home? In the theater. Wow. Oh my god. So like, dude, was it like packed in the theater? No, it wasn't packed. Um, I was definitely <laughs> embarrassed, but also wanted my money back. So, um, I don't, I don't remember what year this was. You, 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 okay, so hold on, hold on. You puked, you puked in the fucking theater and you wanted to get, you're not so embarrassed that you just want to get the fuck out of there and not ever think about this again. You're like, no, you made an effort to try to get your money back. <laughs> well, I I didn't think that the person that was in charge of asking for my money back would also know that I was the same guy that puked in the theater. I don't think they would put one plus one together until later. Well, so what? Okay, when you're trying to get your money back, what's your story? I told them this was the time of pagers, <laughs> and I told them that I just got an emergency page and I had to leave, and I only was able to watch forty minutes. <laughs> your emergency page was that you needed to clean the theater because some asshole puked in it. <laughs> That never happened to me in any of the like. I know a lot of people were vomiting from Blair Witch, and I saw Blair Blair Witch twice in the theater. Yeah, like never even came close to nauseous. But man, and I've never returned to Master and Commander. I think just last month they announced that there's the potential of a sequel, and I was like, I will never watch that movie. Oh, I loved Master and Commander. So, so he's great. So you, so you vomit all over, and then you're like, "I'm gonna try to get my money back." <laughs> like it wasn't like Linda Blair and The Exorcist by any means. It was it was a little bit of vomit. It was sure. maybe 
Okay. Like you throw up and taste your vomit and spit out a little bit, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. Oh, my. I whipped pea soup all over the fucking place. Oh, my. On my neck. Was it a bad theater? No, it was not. It was not. Okay. I saw it in the day. It was like 3 p.m. There was, I would say there was probably 20 people in there. <laughs> so so are you making like are you making like puking noises as like it's happening no no it was like a silent puke into my mouth but i i it did come up and i did spit what came out on the floor <laughs> <laughs> i did not i did not do the classic and re <laughs> I'm not walking to the restroom with puke in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, right? (sighs) Oh, okay, okay, hold on. All right, so, so, this comment, okay. So this conversation with you and the, which, which theater is it? Cause like, I probably know what it is. This was the Will and O's 14. Will and O's, yeah, Will and O's, okay. So, we're, so, <laughs> how did this conversation, how did the, so you talk, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping he was gonna say it was seat F9 that you've been sitting in for like the last. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so you're, you're talking to the guy, you, you got this, it's the day of pagers. It's back at the time where pagers were a thing. You got this important page, and like, what was their response? Oh, they were super nice, and they said no problem, and they gave me my money back. <laughs> oh, wow! Oh my god! I also lied. I did not even own a pager. <laughs> I just—it was the only thing I could think of that of why I had to leave immediately. Besides the truth that I just threw up. Jake, you were just like you were just like the. Like, you're just like, this movie fucking made me vomit. And if anything comes out of this, at least I'm going to get my money back is like, what went through your head? And you, you like, you, you braved that whole situation. You braved the elements of all that situation. You fucking lied about even having a pager and you overcame Jake. You know what? You, that, you are the master and commander, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? In 2003, like people had already transitioned to cell phones by that time too, right? Like, is that what year that movie came out? I feel like it yeah. came out like yeah. I feel like it came out early 2000s, absolutely. Okay, yeah, 2003. Yeah, even cell phones like pagers were still a big thing though. I remember in 2003, a lot of my friends still had pagers. They had pager like yeah. shops in the mall and everything. Jake remembers something. being under that bridge and the pagers just going off. <laughs> 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 All right, hey Tristan, I'm not revealing any more in this episode. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I just keep, I keep visually thinking about you vomiting in this movie. <laughs> it's pretty hysterical. So, dude, it came from. It wasn't like a buildup either. Where like I'm getting sicker, I'm getting sicker, I'm getting sicker. I throw up. It was like just this sudden fucking thing. Jake, you need to. You could. Hey, take. Uh, Take that! It's it's that bonine. Like drama mean. Drama mean, but yeah, drama mean. Take take some motion 
one of those motion sickness pills before you try to watch Master and Commander. <laughs> I get nervous anytime there's any kind of taking place on the water a lot movie now too. Like I, I still haven't seen fucking Battleship because of this shit. Like I don't, I'm not fucking rolling the dice on these water movies anymore unless it's something. Jake, Jake, Jake is like, is that Rihanna? And he goes, <laughs> I never made the Aquaman connection, but it could be subliminally like the same thing there too. Like the reason I don't want to watch Aquaman is because it's more water shit. Hmm. I don't. I just don't think you want to watch Aquaman. Is what it is. All right. That's probably true. Uh, Tristan, Batman: The Long Halloween Part One. Uh, this dropped on uh, uh, VOD. And, uh, yeah, it's part one. We're going to be getting a part two, uh, uh, for digital download July 27th. And I think it'll be on physical. Part two will be physical, uh, copy. You can buy it on August 10th. But, um, yeah, during the holidays, a brutal series of murders strike fear into the city of Gotham. Batman sets out to pursue the serial killer with the support of police officer James Gordon and district attorney Harvey Dent. Uh, Jensen Ackles as Bruce Wayne, Naya Rivera as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, Josh DeHommel as Harvey Dent, uh, Billy Burke as James Gordon, um, David Dusmalkin as uh, Calendar Man, uh, Titus Welliver as Carmine, Fal- Carmine Falcone. Um, yeah, pretty good voice cast. Of course, Jensen Ackles isn't my favorite Batman. But um, what did you think about this one, Tristan, this first part of the Long Halloween Part 1? You know, I thought it was well made. I thought the animation was good. I thought the voice cast was good. I actually liked um, Jensen Ackles as Batman because he's supposed to be playing that Batman that comes right after year one. Yeah. And, you know, he's a little younger and, and does, you know, sounds a lot younger than uh, Kevin Conroy. Right. So, um, I, and I think that um, Troy Baker's Joker is like a poor man's um mark hamill but like the closest thing that we can get to it totally you know and i, yeah. thought, I thought he did a great job there yeah i um, agree i was surprised to see um you know <laughs> naya rivera on the credits since we just lost her last year yeah 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 but it was uh overall it was a great movie um as far as just the first half is concerned you know adaptation is concerned um i read the i read it like back in the 90s and and i think the one downside when you transition to these animated films that adapt graphic novels is that like the time is moving so fast and this movie is supposed to take place over a year and it just felt like all the scenes and were just like right next to each other you know instead of a, a month passing by it just felt like everything was happening in the same week you know and so yeah. you don't have that same kind of uh, passage of time that you feel when you're reading something month to month in a comic book, you know. Yeah, but that's overall, true. Overall, like it was great. I, th- I thought it was good. I, I would give it um, a high taste. It wasn't like the greatest animated film I've ever seen in, in DC, right. but you know, I thought it was serviceable. I thought it was really good too. I'll also give it a high taste. It and yeah, you bring up Naya Rivera and it, it, didn't they have they had like a like a in memory of at the end of this one for Naya Rivera. Yeah, 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 they did. Um, I, what I loved about this was I think like they got like the, um, I thought the, like the Falcone, uh, uh, the, uh, the, all the, all the fucking like gangsters and shit like that were great. I thought 
Solomon Grundy. Like, for, like, the limited time we saw Solomon Grundy was great. And then Batman and Catwoman. When Batman's chasing her and the whole, like, interaction between those two was some of the best I've seen. It was, it felt, oh god, it was so good. The interactions between Batman and Selena Kyle in this were fantastic. I thought that those, yeah. I thought it was great. Like them, when, when he's chasing after her and they're jumping from rooftop to rooftop and right. talking back and forth, man, it was really, that was some of the best Batman Catwoman shit I've seen on screen. And this was an animated form and it was really good. Definitely. Yeah. And, and you could already tell what sort of vibe they had going just based on the chase itself. You know, she had, um, there's a point where Batman almost slips off of the, uh, train and she gets concerned thinking that something's happened to him and then yeah. she's relieved to see that he's okay yeah yeah and then i love yeah you, what you said about uh joker you know yeah absolutely um fantastic i thought and um i love the the whole uh <laughs> the whole plane scene you know that uh oh, yeah. that plane scene yeah, at the end yeah, that was really good. Yeah, this is good, Jake. I, I think I think this is a definitely worth a watch, and I'm looking forward to to part two coming out. Um, part two comes out. I probably question. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge no, Jake. Jake, you you prob there's no water, and you won't puke during this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good, good, good. I'm a big fan of the original source material. It's it's one of my favorite. Um, Batman com- comics, honestly. I love all the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale stuff that they did together. And this is probably the peak of that, in my opinion. Um, one thing I really loved about Justice League New Frontier is that it really adopted <coughs> Darwin Cook animation. Does mm-hmm. this also try to emulate the way Tim Sale drew? Oh, God. Uh, I'd have to look it's, at his it's art. Closer, it's closer to the um, animated series. It's not like the graphic novel art. But it's like more distorted than the animated series. So it's like almost like a hybrid kind of, if that makes any sense. And it, it, if you look at the Joker, like he's kind of distorted like that graphic novel version a little bit, but he's not like over the top distorted. I would say overall no though. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's closer, That's it's closer to that the animated been a, series. That'd have been a real ballsy move. I, cause the Darwin Cook stuff in New Frontier looked like Darwin. Oh, it 100% looked like Darwin Cook. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Oh, that new frontier is fucking incredible. I fucking, I bought that on DVD for like a dollar at the dollar store. Yeah, I love it too. I bought it on DVD and Blu-ray and digital. Yeah. It's it's one of my all-time favorites. Before I forget, fucking Danger 5. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Danger 5 is on Pluto TV and on Tubi TV. Jake, you gotta watch some fucking Danger Five, dude. Danger Five, I, I'm googling it. Is is it's a newer thing? Oh no, this came out in like 2011. It's from Australia. Netflix had it at one time, and uh, Netflix dropped it a while ago. But uh, I haven't seen it in years because you couldn't find it anywhere. And I tried to buy Danger Five on DVD, and I did. And it came to me, and they sent me, like, a German copy. So it's all in German. So I was like, fuck, when am I ever going to get to see Danger 5 again? Because it's not streaming anywhere. Well, anyway, last night I check, do a search for it, and it's on fucking Tubi, and it's on Pluto TV. I love Danger 5. 
Man, it has great episode titles. One of one of my favorites is uh, "Fresh Meat for Hitler's Sex Kitchen." Dude, <laughs> you dude, you would love this fucking show. Like, all these characters have like their own like fucking like quirks and like personality traits. It is such a bizarre show, and like ev- like every episode, like they have a mission, but also ta- tacked onto that mission, they need to kill Hitler. And, oh, God, it is so fucking funny. Either you get it. If you watch the first episode and you're just like, this is dumb. Well, this is not your humor and just get off, okay? Don't don't worry about it. It's not for you. But if you watch that first episode of Danger 5 and you're just like, holy shit, that was some funny stuff. I can't wait to see where the next episode goes. Then you're going to love it. I love Danger 5. I just want to – before I forget, I just want to let people know to watch – if you've got a Roku – just fucking download Pluto, download Tubi, and watch some watch some Danger Five. I love this show. Don't watch the second season; it is absolutely terrible. They completely change the show in the second season. I think it's set in the eighties, and Hitler is like going to high school, and he's like the cool guy in school or something. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's the image I'm looking at right now. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hitler in a letterman's jacket. Yeah, the second season's not good, Tristan. But that first season is fucking brilliant. It is brilliant. Yeah, so Danger 5, people. Watch fucking Danger 5. Um, Let's see here. Let's go on. What's the next thing I want to talk Oh, The Forever Purge. I did see The Forever Purge. This dropped in theaters. Uh, I caught it on Thursday. Jake, I'm a big I, I guess i am a big fan of the purge movies yeah like, yeah did you watch the tv show i watched the first couple episodes of the tv show and it was actually decent and like i know joe vitale from vintage geeks was watching that sh- i think it was him or it was david isaac one of those guys were watching this like week to week and they were digging it and i think it lasted two seasons before it got canceled but um yeah, I heard it was actually pretty good, but um this one is following the pre- uh, the presidential elections from the last year and abolition of the purge, a Mexican couple escaping from a drug cartel is stranded on a Texas ranch. There they will be at the mercy of a deadly organization of individuals who plan to unlawfully continue their own purge and turn against the couple to eliminate them while the United States of America falls into chaos and begins to disintegrate around them. So basically what you got here is like, you've got this Mexican couple who, uh, they've, they've left Mexico and they're, they're the, the one guy is like working on like this Texas ranch. Think of like, think of like the, uh, if you ever watch Yellowstone on Paramount, Think of that dynamic. You got like, you know, the father and like he's got the kids. It's a very well off ranch. They've got livestock and, and they've got people there to take care of the animals and stuff like that. Well, um, the son is a bigot and fucking really kind of like, uh, sees that, uh, Juan who, uh, is working on the ranch is like a gifted cowboy. Like, like he's able to tame this horse like off the get, you know, a horse that basically like kicked this guy in the chest and, and really fucked him up and shit. And this guy's super kind of like super racist. And 
the purge happens, everybody's safe, and then it's kind of like, you know, everybody that's in the story is safe from like the, the initial purge. Well, what they didn't know is that there are, there's this group that has been starting what they've called like the, the ever after purge or the forever purge. And they're like, fuck this. We're going to keep the purge going. And they've, they, they're very organized. Like this is happening, not just in one specific spot. This is happening all over the United States. This is popping up. And so there's a point in this where, um, the borders for Mexico and Canada are open for six hours. The presidents on both sides are like, we're opening our borders for six hours to give refuge to Americans that need it for the next six hours. And then after six hours, we're going to close our borders. So it's fucking wild, man. The fact that, that Americans are fleeing to Mexico because of the forever purge. And, uh, yeah, that's a crazy twist. It's a super crazy fucking... Man, uh, it, they're saying this is the last movie. I have a feeling, like, if anything, they're just going to come out with more, or they're just going to reboot this, and they'll start over from the beginning. Or, like, remember, this series started off with, like, a movie with Ethan Hawke, and then it went over... You know, Frank Grillo was in, in, in one of them. Um... I really enjoyed this quite a bit. I thought that this was really, really fucking good. And it had a great message. Um, I really liked this a lot. Um, I'm going to give The Forever Purge the highest of taste-its. I'm also, I don't know, it's just kind of like crazy, like a social experiment that they, they were like, you know, to keep violence down. We're gonna let people kill each other on one day of the uh, of the year, and we'll call it the purge. And so it's like that's what's gonna keep violence down because everybody's gonna be able to get you know everything out of their system on this one night and shit. And uh, it's it's a, just a, just an insane social experiment to see them play it out. I don't think they're done with this man. I think there's fucking more stories to be told in the purge. I think there's crazier kills that could happen in the purge. Dude, it, dude, there's like so many things that they could do with this, man. So, I give it the highest of taste. It's I really dug this one. I'm not done with this franchise. If they want to continue making these movies, I'll continue watching them. I feel like it's not over till they have one called the Final Purge. Even then, it don't matter, Jake. Oh, I know, I know. It's like it's like Friday <laughs> the Thirteenth, the, the final chapter. Yeah, I, I still think like they're, they're gonna make a gimmick out of it potentially being the last one to try to make some extra ticket sales. That's true. That's true. You know what movie I hope is not the last of its kind, Jake, was uh, Happy Death Day. They said that second one is the, the final final Happy Death Day. Did you watch those, Tristan? Yeah, I saw both of them. Did yeah, you? What did I really like the first one. Yeah. The first one and um second one I liked, but not as much as the first one, but I thought the second one was still good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird that they did end it like that because it seems like, you know, they're kind of building a world. Yeah, um, that would lead to other movies, but yeah. And it's the first one was uh, was excellent. And it's Blumhouse too. It's not like these movies cost like a ton of fucking money. It's like, and they and, and they're super profitable. I would love to see more of the Happy Death Day series, man. Those movies are and fun. The yeah, the lead of that movie too. She's fantastic. She's fucking great. Anything else? She is fucking. I think she should be getting more work. 
I really yeah. do. I think she's really yeah. talented. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I'm dying to hear what you guys thought about this next movie. I'm dying. <laughs> the Tomorrow War. This dropped on Amazon. In The Tomorrow War, the world is stunned when a group of time travelers arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing a global war against a deadly alien species. The only hope for survival is for soldiers and civilians from the present to be transported to the future and join the fight. Among those recruited is high school teacher and family man Dan Forrester, played by Chris Pratt. Determined to save the world for his young daughter, Dan teams up with the brilliant scientist, played by Yvonne Strahovski, and his estranged father, played by J.K. Simmons, in a desperate quest to rewrite the fate of the planet. Uh, it also stars Betty Gilpin from Glow. She plays uh, Chris Pratt's wife in this. Uh, we also got Sam Richardson, Theo Vaughn, Jasmine Matthews, Keith Powers, Mary Lynn Rajkub, uh Edwin Hodge, Mike Mitchell, Seychelles Gabrielle, Alan Tronk. Huge cast here. Um, this is... Actually, this is the the latest collaboration with uh, Pratt and Amazon. He's actually in production for Amazon Prime Video's upcoming thriller drama series adaptation of The Terminalist. So he's going to be coming back to, to Amazon. This is directed by Chris McKay from Robot Chicken. He was also the director for the Lego Batman movie. And it comes from a script by Zach Dean who did Deadfall and 24 Hours to Live. Um, Jake, I'm dying to know what you thought about The Tomorrow War. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Um, I couldn't avoid kind of a lot of the snickers and bad press this movie was getting. It seemed like it was like rotten and people were really like not giving it a chance at all. And so I kind of went in thinking, oh, my God, we've watched a lot of science fiction clunker movies in the last two months for this podcast. And I was like, here we go again. It's another infinite or whatever, you know. Yeah, and I actually found myself having a really good time. I I'm going to give it a high taste it. I thought. A little bit of a clunky plot was elevated a lot by Chris Pratt's performance. I thought he brought just the right amount of levity and humor to it. It wasn't like slapstick silly, but it, it's still like for a movie that was pretty violent and pretty serious. He, he kind of brought that perfect balance of just humor and charm to the role that I, I don't know too many other actors could have done. Like it, it just gave it a whole different feel. Um, yeah, I thought it was a little bit slow to get going. Um, I thought the ending was a little bit sloppy. I definitely eye-rolled when we're in a fist fight with the, uh, what are they, White Claws? Yeah. No, they're not White Claws. White Claws is a drink, right? Oh, that's the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are these things called? He was in a fist fight with an alcohol. Yeah, it was a fucked up movie. It was. A, it started off with aliens, and then he's fucking, he's fucking, he's beating the shit out of cans of White Claw. <laughs> white spikes, white spikes, <laughs> white spike, white claw, tomato, tomato. But yeah, I was, I couldn't believe that. Like, it was just a little bit ridiculous. Like, these things are like so swift and so fast. It's like you'd have to have superhuman reflexes to be able to dodge and rope a dope fist fight with one of these things. But yeah, here, yeah, here we are, and that's what's happening. And I, they could have figured out a better way to uh, present that 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 final battle, but. 
Yeah, I, I thought Pratt was great. I thought J.K. Simmons was wonderful and the, the limited role he had. And <laughs> yeah, this was surprisingly a good time. I, I would watch a sequel to this in a heartbeat. I loved when they called J.K. Simmons conspiracy Santa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tristan, what did you think about the Tomorrow War? Hey, it's interesting that Jake says that he'd be interested in watching the sequel to this movie when I felt that the last 30 minutes was the sequel to the movie. Because it gets to a point, it gets to a point where I thought this movie was completely over and done. And then it just goes on for like another 40 minutes and another act. Um, overall, like I, I, um, enjoyed it. Like I thought it was better than what I anticipated because like you guys, I heard the, the bad press and so I was expecting just to toss it. And it was a, a pleasant surprise, you know, I, I didn't, really love it but like it was a movie that like uh that definitely exceeded my expectations going in i thought that the uh the look of the film was great i thought the cgi quality was was pretty uh pretty good um the lead of course mr uh pratt you know he carried the film i thought that the script wasn't the greatest i thought that like uh, the direction by adam mckay was was excellent and that's what kind of made the film palatable because you know, he's just a, a great director overall, and this is kind of his foray into uh, into big budget action films. Uh, so I think just overall the cast and just the, the quality filmmaking were was able to make um, the subject matter and the script work in a sense. Um, J.K. Simmons was jacked as fuck. You know, I don't know how the hell that happened, but yeah, overall, like it, it was a it was a fun ride. It was a high taste for me too. Dude, um, this movie starts off with, uh, is it Christmas time? And the family's all together and they're all watching, they're all watching a European football game and, uh, soccer as we call it here in the United States, everybody. And, uh, all of a sudden in this, in, in the middle of this soccer game, this fucking like portal from opens up. And soldiers start coming out. And it's like, okay, game, game over, number one. <laughs> and then, and then these soldiers basically are saying, uh, yeah, 30 years in your future, uh, the world's getting decimated by aliens and, uh, yeah, we need to recruit people to fucking save your future. Otherwise your kids are gonna die. And it's like, Jake, I don't know, man. For, for me, that beginning scene I thought was so like different than anything I've seen in anything else. Usually it's like something like that happens. The aliens are coming out of the portal. Now, dude, it's fucking 30 years in the future and we've got fucking, uh, soldiers from our future trying to recruit people from the past because they just don't have enough and they don't have the resources. They don't have the people. They don't have the resources. And in order to stop the decimation in the future, They've got to reach into the past to get people to help with this. And so that's what they do. They set up this whole draft system. Um, and uh, they draft people to go into the future. They give them like this armband, this, this, this futuristic armband. And then they get, they get transported into the future. I, you know, like you guys talk about like, I guess Jake, you said like, you know, it takes a, the, the, it takes a while to get there. I was just, I loved the buildup, the anticipation of like, when are we going to finally get there? 
And what are these things going to look like? Because I hadn't seen them in any of the marketing. Same. I didn't know what these white spikes look like. I had no clue what, 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 what they look like going into this movie. And they didn't just like fucking show their hand right at the beginning. It was kind of like this lead up and like these, like, um, and then we finally get to the future. And then, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it because it's on Amazon. You can watch it. I fucking love this movie so much. This is one of my favorite movies I've seen all year. I loved this so much. I love, Jake, even the ridiculousness at the end. This did. I know that this is coming out like, you know, it came out two days before, um, you know, the 4th of July. And I know, like, you know, another movie, Independence Day. This felt like the closest thing I've felt like to watching maybe like that Independence Day movie when it came out, which is like still not my favorite movie, but I think it's aged well for me over the years, Independence Day. I think it's got like, it's, I, I think it's aged better than like when I first watched it, to be quite honest with you. And I think like half of the, half of the reason I do like Independence Day is because of like the performance of the cast and Will Smith and everything. And I felt like everybody here that was in this cast, did, I love Sam Richardson, who plays Gator in this. I love that guy. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen him show up in some other shit and he's super funny in this. And, uh, he's actually in a movie I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but, I thought he was great. Betty Gilpin, she is in here limited time, but you know, she's fine in this. I love Betty Gilpin though. Um, I, Jake, I love this movie. I fucking, I was just like, from start to finish, I was just like into this whole story of the future. And there's like this. Yeah, it was a very pleasant surprise. I, it was just such a good time. Like it, it was very fast paced. And you're absolutely right. Like I, I was almost nervous about seeing the creatures. I was like, oh my God, this is, we're going to see these things. I'm going to roll my eyes so much because they're going to look so fucking dumb. And the special effects were incredible. I thought the special effects on the creature, the creature design and the special effects looked incredible in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, I I I agree. agree. I agree. And the first time you see one, it's kind of from a real far distance. And even then I was like, oh, God, we can't see these things close because it's going to look so bad. But no, not at all. It it looked amazing. This this really gave me a um, live, die, repeat feel. I thought the same. I thought the exact same thing. Live, die, repeat. I thought I thought of that movie when I was watching this as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of a lot of people like compare it to Starship Troopers, and I think that's kind of a cheap comparison. It's like, oh, it's, it, it's a swarm of aliens that doesn't talk, and they're just killing machines. Yeah, I get the comparison, but I really think it shares a lot more with uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, I, I get the Live, Die, Repeat. I, I, I only thought of uh, Starship Troopers when they had like certain shots of like these things like running all over the place, and they're shooting at them. That's the only time yeah, I thought of Starship Troopers. Totally, it's like apples and fucking oranges. In, in my opinion, two apples and oranges, but I love, I love both of those movies. I love oh, this movie. Troopers yeah. is an all-time fucking classic. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And I fucking love this. And the only complaint I have is that I didn't have the option to watch this in the theater. Cause yeah, I would have loved. So good. It would have looked, it would have been fun in the theater. I would have loved to have seen this in the theater. It was destined to go to the theater. I think Paramount intended for it to open up in the theaters before Amazon bought it. Oh, God, that's a damn shame because, like, this would have been fantastic to see in the theater this weekend. 
I would have loved to have seen like I would have loved to have seen this in the theater. I loved this movie. This is one of my favorite movies I've seen all year. No, you know, like everybody's different. Everybody's different. I've seen some people that are just like this movie is shit. I've seen other people that are just like this movie is absolutely incredible. And I just happen to be in like this camp of like this just felt like it had like a a fun blend of like I thought interesting science fiction of the fact that like this 30 year gap between 2021 and 2051 just keeps moving forward. So you can't go any, like, I don't even know how to explain the science. Like I know what it means in my head, but it's so hard to explain on the podcast. And I don't actually, I don't want to get into it all because I don't want to spoil everything, but there's like this 30 year gap between like when they can time travel. So it's 2021 to 21 uh, to 2051 and they can travel back and forth between those times. And I just find it super interesting that the future is recruiting people from the past to fight this war. And, um, yeah, it was also funny, the type of people that they're recruiting, like these civilians in their regular yeah. clothes going out there in combat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And then when that first mission happens and they drop them off and they I fucking, they calibrated it wrong, like where they were going to be dropping them off. I was just like, I'm not going to spoil that, but I was just like, holy shit. Oh my God. This is fucked up. I wish the movie wouldn't have spoiled <laughs> that in the opening scene. I, I, I've said this multiple times, but I hate, I hate when movies do that. At least this movie caught up with its opening scene within the first half an hour. And I appreciate that it yeah. wasn't a book into the end of the movie. Um, that makes it a lot more tolerable, but it's like, why sh- that, that scene would have been so much more shocking and stunning if we would have just saw it as it happened instead of giving it to us as the opening scene of the movie. I thought that was a bad writing decision. I, I don't understand why they did that. Yeah, I don't see any reason why they did that. And, or at least even played the full scene all the way through to show what happens to them. Like, it seems like they should have cut it off early or something and then resume later, but they just showed you the whole thing and then came back to it again. It's the same. I feel like, I don't know if like, I wonder if like, if this would have been released in theaters, if it would have started with that scene or if this was kind of like a, um, post, Uh like you're streaming. Yeah. Like a post. If you're streaming, they like want to really grab you. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, people always like, and, and Jake, I know like people always complain about like the, when you watch a trailer, they'll show you like all these like sizzle, like these hot fucking scenes that you're going to see in the trailer before you actually watch the trailer. And it's because they've done, um, they've done testing with audiences at, that when, when they show you these really, um, like amazing things, even before the trailer starts, like you'll see like some of like the biggest highlights that you're going to see in the trailer. Like you're literally going to watch a fucking two minute trailer. Jake, we're at the point where people's attention spans are so goddamn short that they have to show you fucking boom, bang, uh, whiz, wow, you know, all this shit before you even get to the fucking trailer because people will flip over and start watching something else if they're not grabbed within seconds. So they have to show you some of like the big, like, wow, the fucking like, this is like the money shot right here at the fucking beginning. And we haven't even really started the trailer yet. They've done testing and they've, they, they've, those trailers perform better when they fucking show you that shit at the beginning. And I feel like, what do you think, Tristan? Do you think like if this would have been theatrically released, I don't know if that scene would have been at the beginning of the movie. 
Probably not because, um, for one, the movie's already kind of long. And if it was actually released in theaters, I think that would have been cut out because, you know, you don't have to grab the people that they're there. Theater, they're already there. Yes. Yeah. But on, in this case, they didn't want you to flip over to, to Disney Plus. You know? So they're like, we got to show you some shit quick. Let's show you some shit. And that way we can fucking get you to watch the, we want to see people watch this movie to its entirety. It's like, this is a big deal for us. We got, we got a big time lead here. We got Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy. We got Chris Pratt from Jurassic World. Like this is, this is a big get for us, the Tomorrow War. We want to see people finish this movie to completion. I fucking loved it. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. It was just like a great action movie and I was so into it and I was so happy to watch this movie. And, uh, I can't believe, man, I'm just pissed off that I couldn't see this motherfucker in the theater. I would have loved to have seen a white spike or as Jake calls them, a white claw in, <laughs> in I would have loved to see these dude. I would have loved to see these motherfuckers on the big screen. They seem yeah. like something from the mind of uh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm, I can drive with that. Yeah. I can see that totally. Yeah. 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 I think I was thinking of the guy's necklace when I was trying to remember what they were called. The the, uh, the claw necklace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's claw necklace. I love... Guys, I fucking love The Tomorrow War. I give it the highest of Tupperwares. One of my favorite fucking movies of this year because I was just so surprised at how fun it was. And Jake, yeah, that fucking last action scene is super fucking ridiculous, but I loved every goddamn moment <laughs> of it, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. just like they it's like they wrote themselves into a bag and couldn't figure out how to get out of it. And I, I just wish it, it was such a good movie. I wish they it, honestly it would have been a tougher where if they'd have figured out a better way than a fist fight. Yeah, for me it was that very final act. I I think that could have been handled a little better because the, <laughs> said the fist fight was a little hilarious for me. It, it took a little seriousness away from it. But do you guys agree with their decision? And I, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, do you guys agree that they tried to handle that on their own without going to authorities? Um, yeah, they did what they had to do. Um, I thought the news kind of showed that people weren't responding well to, I don't want to spoil either, to what happened. And I think that kind of <laughs> took part in why they made the decision they did. I didn't think it was a completely unfounded decision. I thought the movie did make plot points to why that might be the only, or if not the only, the best decision to make. Yeah, I do too. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I really like, speaking of that, one of the things I did really like about the movie is I, I like seeing the news and like, thinking about this in the real world like how would you respond to, we're, we're drafting people to go fight a war that isn't even involving us like it was, it was crazy not, yeah i was thinking the same thing i was like that would not happen in this world because like we don't even like do shit about global warming but like we're gonna send like all of our people to like fight someone else's war in the future i doubt it <laughs> someone's gonna come from the future and like slap all the aerosol cans out of her hands Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I think everyone would just be like, you fight your own fucking future war. Nah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. I, I thought that was a ballsy move. Like, a lot of movies like this don't worry about that aspect of it. Like, what the general public thinks of this ridiculous sci-fi thing going on. And I thought this movie took great strides in not ignoring that aspect of the story. Oh, God. I had so much fun with this movie. I had so much fun with it. I was like... I was just like so into like 
the science. I was so into like the, at the beginning, like the connection that he had with his daughter at the Christmas party. And I just got sucked into everything. I got sucked into like the family aspect of it that comes back. I, I was just, I was really like, not only did the science fiction grab me, the fact that it's like fighting this battle in the future, but it's also like the character that they chose that the character that we chose to follow in this, I thought Chris Pratt was just like really interesting. And that family dynamic was super fun. I just, I Tupperware this. I loved this. I loved the tomorrow war. I just, I feel robbed that I couldn't watch this in the theater. So I yeah, it would have been a great week for this movie too. Honestly there. I mean, yeah, you got the purge movie, but this really doesn't eat at that market. I mean, it's not a horror movie and there's, and it's got Chris Pratt in it. Like, like, you know, you're fucking like a lot of people know who Chris Pratt is after Jurassic world and guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. I think he could have carried this movie to a pretty good box office. And, um, I think word of, I think the like general public would have, would have liked this movie more than you would think. Looking at what critics and stuff are saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think it had more to do with COVID and just the fact that they were probably uncertain as to how things would perform. Yeah. Um, This is our first good box office weekend last week. Yeah, and I'm sure that Fast is still going to be, like, uh, taking that top spot this week, Fast 9. Yeah, I imagine so. It's 4th of July weekend. People like to see movies during that weekend. If they haven't seen Fast 9, that's probably the movie they're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Fear Street. Part one, 1994. This is going to be a trilogy of it. It's kind of like a three week event here. Uh, part one, 1994 came out on July 2nd, uh, followed by part two, uh, which is going to be 1978 on July 9th. And then part three is going to be 1666. And that's going to be wrapping up this movie event on July 16th. Uh, in the aftermath of a brutal tragedy in Shadyside, Ohio, a group of teens discovered that a series of horrifying events that have plagued their, their town over many years might not be random and that they may be the next victims. The film was written by Janiak and Phil Grazia Day, and it stars uh, Kiana Madeira, Olivia Scott Welch, Benjamin Flores Jr., Fred Hackinger, Julia Rayold, um, Maya Hawk is in this at the beginning. Um, yeah, uh, Uma Thurman and, and, uh, uh, I was going to say Stephen Hawking, <laughs> but it's, uh, I didn't know they were a thing. <laughs> Uma Thurman never got with Stephen Hawking. It's a Ethan Hawk. It's Ethan Hawk, Jake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking about you vomiting in a theater, Jake. <laughs> I thought I talked about that before. I, I I must have just bottled it in. Maybe you did, but I don't think that we fucking like dissected it the way that we did in this episode, Jake. I had to get to the Def- bottom. Definitely not. No, no, we really we really went in deep there, Jake. Um, yeah, uh, it's an uh, this, this is it's an adaptation of R.L. Stein's um, young adult horror novel series, Fear Street. I haven't read them, Jake. Me neither. I've never read a single R.L. Stein book. Yeah. You uh, you were saying that you were kind of like, you know, limited on time this week and you wanted to know like what you should watch or whatever. I told you like, I told you this, is, I told you it was kind of like a, it felt like Stranger Things meets 
American Horror Story. I didn't tell you what I thought about it. I just told you, like, that's what I... And that's, you know, it is kind of, in a way, kind of like, uh, you know, they're taking, like, this period of time, 1994, but it also felt like that Ryan Murphy, kind of like American Horror Story kind of feel to it. And after seeing the trailer for the second one, even more so that American Horror Story feel, like even though the stories are obviously connected, yeah, it's still very different time periods, so it kind of has that anthology feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get into my thoughts here. It, there's this, there's this town, uh, Shady Side, Ohio, and uh, it starts off. You got a scene in a mall. You got Maya Hawk working in a B. Dalton bookstore. So they're going straight 90s here, Jake. B. Dalton in the 90s. She's working at a B. Dalton. And she gets done with her shift. And then, you know, she's... She, there's this, is, is that the guy she's dating or a guy she's interested in? I think she's interested in him. Yeah. Next thing you know, like, uh, there's uh, somebody there and, like... Uh, somebody's trying to murder her. I felt like they were trying to... At the beginning of this, I felt like they were trying to rip off Scream. That's what I got too. Totally. It does become its own thing, though. I feel like by the end of this. But at the oh be- yeah, in Scream, the characters are very self-aware of things not to do in a horror movie. And yeah. In this, characters are having sex while there's a serial killer. So. <laughs> right, right, right. I uh, yeah, I I started off like not really being into this. And I'd say that la- I'd say the last thirty minutes were fucking fantastic for me. I I, I really enjoyed the ending of this, and it, su- it kind of sucked me back into this. I think like the beginning was fine; it was all right, and I would give it like the beginning part of this. I would give it a taste it, and I would say like the last thirty minutes of this were an absolute Tupperware for me. Um, it was just fun. It was just fun at the end, and they kind of like opened up like the whole lore of this, and like, you know, like the the, the this 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 witch that has been, um, you know, uh, causing these murders over over all these different times, and they're trying to figure out how to stop this witch, and and um, I don't know. I I enjoyed. I would give this a high tasted overall. I I think it was a honestly. I I was pretty bored and not into this. Like I'd say, like the first hour or so, and then. That last thirty minutes really fucking ramped up for me, and I really loved it. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna be there for part two, nineteen seventy eight. Um, I'll give it a high taster overall. Um, what do you think, Tristan? Uh, yeah, like for me, um, I was pretty into it the entire time, all the way through, just kind of consistent, consistently. Um, yeah. It's just you know, I thought it was just a movie that was going to be a, a standard, you know, straight to Netflix type of movie um you know where it's you know serviceable but nothing special but i thought like the quality of the film as far as like just the filmmaking was was very very uh well done just surprised me i thought the cast was was great i thought that the just the direction and camera movement and all that was just very professional and well done um they put some money into the soundtrack of this movie, <laughs> you know, just they did everything yeah. of that. Everything of that era um, was was playing. It seemed Jake and, was that. Uh, hold on. I got to know. Jake, was that your biggest problem? One of the, your biggest problems with this? Because they were just playing the hits from the 90s. Did that drive you crazy? 
Um, I, I thought the music picks were good picks. Um, what drove me crazy was how we had to do three songs in a row in so many scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it I did. It did go. Bad. Yeah, it did that go was pretty the quickly. Part. Yeah, right. Yeah, it did go pretty quickly. Like, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I honestly, it's like. For this, it was, I had no prop, cause like, that's the shit, dude, when they start playing all these 90s songs, I was just like, yeah, that's what people were playing. Everybody was playing that. It was all over. I mean, I can't deny it. Like, I guess if you want to play some obscure shit from the 90s, you could. You know, I guess you could play some expanding man if you really wanted to, but nobody's gonna fucking know what that is. Yeah, some soul coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, nobody, it's just, so, yeah, just fucking, if you want to play fucking Bush Machine Head, go for it. Fuck it. Okay, sorry, Tristan, go ahead. <laughs> the overall, I, for me, it's a high taste, and I, I really liked it, I enjoyed it, I thought it was gonna be, uh, you know, just a mediocre film, and I, I found myself thoroughly entertained from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, the second half is much better than the first half, but just in general, I enjoyed it and I want to see the other ones that come after it. I thought there were some um, ridiculous aspects of the script, but I did read R.L. Stein when I was a kid and it does kind of fall in line with his stories. You know, the kids make these dumb decisions and do things that, you know, you shouldn't do. And, and you know, we have a situation where <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but like where they do something very dangerous to someone at the very end, you know, but like, uh, oh God, overall, yes. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Overall, it's like, why don't you just get some help? <laughs> well, it's you know, like, it, it turns, it, hold on, it turns into like, let's, let's handle this situation one way. And they're like, okay, fuck that. That's not working. <laughs> let's just, do we'll do, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do this instead. <laughs> That's very true, Jake. This is very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to give some um, some criticisms. Is that like I feel that besides besides the title, the clothing, and the blatant soundtrack, I thought like this didn't feel very 1994. Like it just felt like. Like these are some Gen Z kids that were trying to be 1994. Oh yeah. Um, if, if, if that makes any sense. Well, oh, they did get the one kid in. Were very bad. They got the one kid in front of a screen from AOL Messenger, though. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, it's just uh, overall, yeah, it just didn't. It felt like it was just trying hard to be 1994 when it didn't have to be. Yeah. Um, but. But overall, yeah, like I enjoyed it. Um, one one nitpick I had was, okay, 1994, like you would not be swapping blood and sharing blood and putting blood on you because we were terrified of AIDS during that time. That's true. That's fucking true. Yeah. 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 But yeah, overall it was great. I thought I thought it was a good movie, and yeah. I look forward to 1978. Oh, dude, I can't wait. For, it's got the one girl from Stranger Things in it now, that 1978. Question. Um, so, you know, at the end, well, I don't want to give anything away, but... Uh, <laughs> I love how we how we dance around spoilers. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but the butler did it. Yeah. So, rem so remember they're talking about someone who's a survivor. Do you think that's the girl from Stranger Things? Mm, I don't know. I think 
I, I don't know if it's that girl, but it's definitely someone we're going to see in the next one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was trying to. Th- yeah, cause she just she looks so different from the girl that's in Stranger Things, though. Uh, the girl that we encounter in this one that they're talking to when she's older. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She looks different. Jake, what did you think about this? Yeah, this was a fun, easy watch. Uh, it was a high taste for me as well. I mean, it went by very smooth. It, it was very fun. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have too much beef with this. I love <laughs> Jake. Jake, Jake did not vomit once. I did not vomit <laughs> once. Uh, Josh was by far my favorite character. I, I, I liked how his expertise and knowledge came into so much help later. I oh, I love that kid. Yeah. I loved um, what he had going on with the uh, Kate character, and I, I wanted Josh to uh, to get the hook up there. I was rooting for him. <laughs> um, my one qualm with this movie that, that kind of bothered me is I did not like how they played Dina's sexuality as a twist at the beginning of the movie. I didn't understand why we couldn't just be forthcoming with who she was and what her preferences were and how we had to do this, like, double gender named Sam character Mm -hmm. and then we had to like be like oh my god Sam is a girl (laughs) I I thought that was a little bit mishandled and needless and we could have just been truthful and straight out with who Dina was and who she had a relationship with and I thought that was a little bit of a cheap shot by the movie interesting choice of words when you said straight out (laughs) No, I agree with you. I was a little annoyed with that too. Like, why can't we just have her like introduced as a gay character instead of like doing this fucking like, okay, she's been seeing Sam. So like when we're at like that, like, I don't know, that football game and we see the guy grabbing the girl's ass, we're all thinking like, oh, okay, that's Sam. Yeah. The camera is alluding to that. Everything's alluding to that. Yeah. When I found out, I was like, that was cheap. Like, it makes it seem like that's something weird because they have to use it as a twist. And nothing weird about it at all. I, I I don't know what the writers were thinking with that decision. It's it's a minor thing, but it, it I did notice it, and it did bother me. Um, yeah, I agree. Dude, I agree. I was thinking the same thing. Just, like, why do you have to fucking hide that or, like, trick your audience? Like, there's no point in that. In their defense, if they were trying to make this feel like it was a 90s movie, that's what they would have done in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But they know the audience watching it is a, you know, 2021 audience. And um, I don't know. It just it just felt weird. I It didn't take away from the movie. It's very quickly done, and that's it. And then the movie completely embraces her sexuality after the fact. Yeah. Made it even more weird that they played it the way they played it before this. Um, but yeah, this this was a good time. I, I think it's odd that we're going back in time and then back in time again. I, I feel like we saw the conclusion and now we're going to see the build up next. And that, I mean, I, we're yet to see how that works, but that, that's an interesting choice of storytelling. I also was confused by, I've never read rl stein books and i thought he wrote children's horror has this been adulted up for netflix or did the rl oh, stein books straight up have sex and drugs and uh, fucking I curse think, words they're dropping f-bombs yeah. like a motherfucker yeah he t- he tends to write towards um the age of the kids that he's dealing with so no like they're the themes are the same but 
the F-bombs and the graphic violence. Well, I guess the, the violence might be in there, but, you know, the F-bombs and the sex, that's that's never. Maybe he's trying to, like, fucking repackage himself, Jake, and, like, he's going to come out and he's going to be like, R.L. motherfucking Stein. R.L. motherfucking Stein. I'm like, my first thought was, damn, people are fucking in Goosebumps? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was kind of I was confused too because like they kept dropping the f bomb and shit and I was like holy shit man I can't believe they're doing this and this yeah I was um I was actually pleasantly surprised that that you know it was adulted up like that because I was expecting something more like, like a goosebumps book but it was more just like the feel of it the theme that was R.L. Stein the the adult language and the sex that was that was added I think because kids today are used to seeing that probably more than kids of the same age back in the 90s okay yeah i was just i was confused by that dude don't you remember when they had like uh, there's an article about this and they were like uh let's sex it up was the title of the article jake (laughs) i felt a little uncomfortable seeing josh um having sex in that scene because I was like this kid looks like he's like 13 did he have sex I didn't I thought they went to first base I just thought they oh is that what it was I don't think that they fucked no (laughs) the the one character like anointed that they fucked but I don't I don't think they really did okay like this is a little uncomfortable but the one character did fucking jerk off yeah yeah he did that did happen that did happen yeah, jerking off in R.L. Stein books. I did not know. <laughs> Dude, I, <laughs> Tristan, did you ever jerk off on an R.L. Stein book? <laughs> that definitely came before that era for me. <sighs> Goose bumping uglies. Oh, Jake, you did it, dude. Goose bumping uglies. Oh, my God. And you even pulled a term from the 90s. Oh my, that's, it's fucking beautiful, Jake. Ah, uh, let's see here. I, I watched, uh, I watched Werewolves Within on, uh, Video On Demand. Uh, this hit limited theater release, uh, June 25th, but it was released widely on, uh, Video On Demand on the 2nd of July. Uh, story centers on the small town of Beaverfield as proposed, uh, gas pipeline creates divisions within the town and a snowstorm traps its residents together inside the local inn. A a snowstorm traps the residents together, uh, where newly arrived forest ranger Finn and postal worker Cecily must try to keep the peace and uncover the truth behind a mysterious creature that has begun terrorizing the community. Uh, it's a, it's a comedy, uh, Horror, so it's kind of like a, it's a genre mashup, and so it's comedy horror. It deals with like uh, you know, is there is there a werewolf, or are the people in the town the real monsters? You know, so it's like <laughs> Ooh, social commentary. It's got some, it's got some decent funny comedy. Um, Sam Richardson, that was in the Tomorrow War, is in this, and um, I like him. I think he's super funny, but. Um, I'm I'm not going to get into this one too much. I'll give it an overall taste it. Um and I think that yeah, it's definitely worth watching once it hits like Netflix. Um but it's a it's a comedy horror. I don't want to get into it too much cuz I could I could spoil some things. I don't want to give away any of the jokes or things like that. But it is fun. Werewolves within and it has some twists. 
But, um, yeah, it's fun. I'll give it an overall taste it. But, uh, yeah, it'll probably, Jake, it'll probably drop on Shutter or Netflix or one of the streaming services here real shortly. Okay, it's just VOD right now. Yeah, it's VOD right now. Or theater, if you can find it. It's nowhere near me in the theater. Um, but yeah, that is all I have for Good Pop, Bad Pop. Did we miss anything? I think that's everything for Good Pop, Bad Pop. Yeah, one of our shorter Good Pop, Bad Pop segments Thank in quite a while. God, this is going to be one of our shorter episodes. Jesus Christ. And you know, it's like fucking people are going to be lighting off fireworks anyway. So it's like, who the fuck wants to listen to that shit when we're talking? I was already, I was hearing them pop off behind me. As I love fireworks, I can't wait to light a couple tomorrow. Are you are you going to be lighting some fireworks tomorrow? Yeah, n- nothing grand, but I have some leftover from last year, some some big stuff too. So I like what, a couple off. You said leftover from last year, and that just fits with the theme of our show, Jake. <laughs> Listen to you, company man over there. Got some leftover fireworks. <laughs> Synergy. Ah. Uh, Synergtastic. Uh, that didn't work. Oh, God, Jake. Oh, my God. Tristan, are you looking to podcast on the regular every week? I'm looking to replace this <laughs> motherfucker, dude. I got to get somebody else in here, man. I'm going to stop throwing so <laughs> did much you, against the wall. Tristan, did you hear that Synergtastic fucking comment that he just made? That's the shit I'm talking about, man. <laughs> that's the shit I'm talking about, Jake. That's Dude, that's what's dragging us down, Jake. Shit like that. I believe it. I have no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you guys. Do you guys need a break? Do you need a break, Jake? Um, I could go either way. Tristan, do you need a break? Uh, maybe like a three minute. Oh shit, we're going on break, Jake. All right, let's do All it. right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with the pop culture leftovers news. Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon Hey, we are back. It is time now for the Pop Culture Leftovers News. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's the leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. Jake, Tristan, I forgot about this. I forgot about this. There's an update on Noah Hawley's Alien series. Did you guys remember this? No, I completely forgot this was going to happen. Alien series. Where in the timeline is this fall? Uh, hold on. I don't know if he's got details here. Let me read this article. Fargo showrunner Noah Hawley recently spoke with Vanity Fair and offered an update on his planned FX TV series set within the universe of 20th Century Studios' Alien franchise is going. Asked what's next for him, he indicated this project is, and he's already written the first two scripts. As of now, we're looking to make them next spring. As due to the level of visual effects, there is a lot of preparation that has to go into it. 
He confirms it's not a Ripley story. This one is set on Earth where the creatures can't be contained. He then goes on to discuss the themes he intends to explore, saying, quote, on some levels, it's a story about inequality, before praising how the first two alien films focused on grunts, you know, space truckers, marines. Quote, it is the story of the people you send to do the dirty work. In mine, you're also going to see the people who are sending them. So you will see what happens when the inequality we're struggling with now isn't resolved. If we as a society can't figure out how to prop each other up and spread the wealth, then what's going to happen to us? Um, uh, they said uh, the earliest we'll see this, if they start filming in the spring, next spring, we'll either see this hit screens uh, sometime in 2023. Yeah, uh, Tristan, as far as like your question of like, when does this take place? Well... Every other Aliens movie that we've seen, it's kind of like been like, okay, we've got to stop these fucking things from getting to Earth. It seems like the scientists and the government want to, like, try to find a way to use the aliens as a weapon. And we're always trying to get them to Earth to study them. And it seems like the, you know, the, yeah, space truckers, the Marines, the grunts, Ripley, everybody else has been trying to fucking just kill these things to keep them away from earth we've never seen the aliens fucking like we've never seen a scene jake of like uh you know (laughs) a guy in the woods or a guy in a city and an alien shows up i guess the closest i guess we could say to that jake is maybe alien versus predator when they're in the in the pyramid or something but we've never seen like aliens like on earth right no, I, I don't think we have. Even Alien Four wasn't Earth, right? Alien, well, Alien Three was Resurrection. The, Alien Resurrection. No, no, that all took place on a ship. Ron Perlman, Winona Ryder. That all was that was all on a ship, right? I thought that was on a planet. Yeah, it might have been somewhere. Who knows? I thought I thought Alien Three was on Mars. Alien Three was on like the prison. It was the prison on Mars. That was the J.J. Abrams Alien movie. No, it's the David Fincher one. It was David Fincher. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was David. It was David Fincher. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy. I think I'm crazy. Yeah, I just googled it. Yeah. David Fincher did it, and he hates it. Like he, he's always talking about how much he hates that movie, and they wouldn't let him have his cut. Well, we'll never see what his cut was. I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. I was so pissed when fucking Ripley died at the end of that one. And then we get yeah, yeah. we get clone Ripley in the fourth one. I think I appreciate Alien Three a lot more when I watch it now than I did when it came out. It was uh, a giant snore fest too, when it uh, came out. Yeah, it came yeah, ninety two. So I was like fucking fourteen, and I wanted to see a fucking Alien movie like the last two. Yeah, I wanted to see the follow up to Aliens, which I loved. So, yeah, I was fucking, I was annoyed with that movie. But this is like, Tristan, uh, this has to be set further down in the future because it seems like aliens are on Earth now. This is, I think, like the farthest we've gone in the franchise with aliens touching down on planet Earth. If we're not including the fucking aliens versus predator bullshit right those aren't canon (laughs) yeah 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 i was gonna ask about that are those considered canon because those do take place on earth 
it's almost just like an Elseworlds, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I. I like don't. Homage. I don't want to consider them canon. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the same as the books and the comics. Like they are not canon at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm excited. You- I love Noah Hawley, and he always does really high concept science fiction television and. I, I like that he's. It sounds like he's going to bring something more interesting to it than just a monster of the week show. And it sounds like they're going to really pour some money into this because I, I, you mm-hmm. have to if you're going to make an alien TV show. So I yeah. mean, I'm excited to see it, but I'm not impatient. I want them to take the time and, and make it right and do good effects. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. People are going to firework crazy. Dude, I hear that I'm shit, sorry. man. Yeah, yeah. Already, man. I can't, you know, and I can't get angry about that. This is not like, this is something that I can't be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I can't. No. This is out of my control, people. I can't do anything. Yeah, it was cool. I stood up and watched it right at the end while I was talking, and it was very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for, I want, dude, if they do this right, and if it's Noah Hawley, if they do it right, I'm I'm down for it. I can't wait for an alien series. I I hope it's done right, man. Especially after that last fucking mess. What was it? Was it Alien Covenant? Covenant. Uh, yeah, that was the one. That was the one. It, it was not good. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, this could be this could be the biggest hit FX ever had. I think if they did it, if they did it justice. Yeah, yeah. Jake, did you finish uh, the uh, the Ridley Scott uh, Raised by Wolves? No, I got pretty far though. I watched five episodes. I need yeah. to go back to that. I need to get back to that too. Jesus Christ, shit gets away from me, man. I loved it too. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking good, and it's getting a season two, isn't it? Yeah, it. it that would be a great binge before uh, before season two. Like it, the first four yeah. episodes, the first ten minutes of like the first four episodes, you're like shocked all over again. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a crazy show. I need to watch. I need to I need to finish this shit. Oh my god, this next bit of news, I might be the only one saying anything about it. Or the only one that's fucking excited. British actor, martial artist, and director video action movie king Scott Atkins is in negotiations to join the cast of the just started fourth uh film, John Wick. Scott Atkins might be in John Wick four. Guys, I if you've listened to any episodes, you've listened to me blow this guy. I fucking love, <laughs> I love Scott Atkins. I, I'm a huge Scott Atkins kind of, uh, fan. I think he's a, uh, a fantastic actor as far as, not, not, he's not an amazing actor, but I think like, he's a, he's a, he's an excellent martial artist and I think he's, I think he's a very serviceable actor and I, I enjoy seeing him pop up in things and, uh, this is a huge, this is a big deal for me. This is a big deal that that Scott Act- Scott Atkins might be showing up in in John Wick Four. It'll give him a little bit more exposure. He was in the last um, uh, Ip Man movie, Ip Man Four. Um, he's my choice for the the new Johnny Cage. Uh, if they do get a Mortal Kombat sequel, I would love to see Scott Atkins be Johnny Cage and. Uh, would love to see Scott Ad. Oh God, I would love to see him show up in a John Wick movie. So I just so want. He's for sure going to be in four. They're in talks. They're in the in negotiations for him to join the cast. That's crazy because they already started filming. 
Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, they're just, so if he's in it, he's probably, you know, it's not going to be a substantial role, but yeah, he might, they might squeeze him in there. They'll just <sighs> fire some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're in. <laughs> Uh, I I hope he gets in. I hope he gets in. He's currently filming Netflix's next action comedy, Day Shift, starring Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, and Megan Good. So he's uh right now he's kind of busy with that. So yeah, you're probably right, Tristan. He's probably not gonna be like a big part of the movie. But maybe if they can set him up for like John Wick five. I don't want these John Wick movies to end. I fucking love them. I don't see why they will. Do you think? Do you, you do you think Common's going to come back? He didn't come back in three. Oh, he's definitely going to come back because they basically set him up to be almost like John Wick's equal, didn't they? Like, <laughs> I, lo- I still love that scene with those two, um, like in that train station, and they're just like shooting at you, shooting at each other's with with silencers. <laughs> right, and nobody yeah, knows so, what's going on around them except yeah. for those two. It's so good. They should do yeah. a uh, John Wick Fast and the Furious crossover, <laughs> like ten years down the line when both are too dried up to do anything else. No, I don't know. I want to see John Wick. I would like to see. I would love to see. Um, uh, Bob Odenkirk just did Nobody, which was from Chad Stahelski. I would love to see it crossover with Nobody at one point. Yeah, that seems like the perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, news from Dark Horizons fourth Riddick movie moving what? towards filming. I was just making jokes about this series. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jake, okay. All right. The Riddick movies. Are you a fan of any of them? Uh, I like the ones after the first one. I hate Pitch Black. I hate Pitch Black, Riddick. too. Uh, it's for crazy Jake reasons. Like the whole movie's nothing but blinking lights and shaky cam for like the first twenty minutes. I fucking hated Pitch Black, dude. I fucking <laughs> I I absolutely love Chronicles of Riddick. With I love that movie. I own it on DVD, Jake. I love yeah, Chronicles. The, the of stuff Riddick. after is super fun, but Pitch Black, it's the filmmaking for me. It's so fucking bad. I don't even. Takes, I, I don't remember Chronicles. I don't remember Riddick three. It was good. Riddick 3. Riddick 3 was just Riddick, right? Called Riddick? Yeah, Riddick. Yeah. It was called Ridiculous? Yeah, like Riddick. Like Ridiculous? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, the only franchise is underrated is the, the Triple X movie. Oh, my God. That movie's hilarious good. Oh, my God. The Triple X, well, it went from Triple X, and then they were like, okay, we can't get Vin Diesel. And so they were like... <laughs> so we get the next best thing. Let's get Ice Cube. Let's get Ice Cube. <laughs> And then didn't Vin Diesel come back? I'm pretty sure, back. yeah. They're both yeah. in the next one, right? Oh my god, those movies are incredible. Do, oh, yeah. If you haven't revisited the first Triple X since doesn't, it came out, you, sh- you should. Oh. Doesn't Tony Collette show up in one of those movies? <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> Tony Collette. I don't really want to Google Triple X. <laughs> I just did that and yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, Tony Collette shows up in Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> Yes, so that's true. I didn't, I don't think I've ever seen Riddick. I loved Chronicles of Riddick. Carl Urban shows up in that movie and I fucking love it. It's a thousand times better than Pitch Black. Oh, Pitch Black is garbage. 
Someone had to convince me to watch Chronicles of Riddick because I was just so out after Pitch Black. Oh, God. Well, he had such a... His character was so minor in Pitch Black. He was kind of the weird, not main bad guy character in the movie. You know, he was like the guy that's locked up but may cause problems later. Anyway, he's talking about, he's saying that they're going to be doing a fourth. Yeah, I believe it. That seems like it's always been a passion project of his. I think it's probably his favorite franchise, if you were to ask him. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love, I love how Jake is just putting words in Vin Diesel's mouth. I, I, you know, I didn't say he, I think he would though. I, I've seen him in interviews speak very, he loves the Riddick shit. Like there's no way the second and third one even get made if Van Diesel isn't pushing for that shit to happen. Jake, what do you yeah. think? Okay, what do you, okay, I want to know what else Jake thinks. He, <laughs> hold on. I want to know what else you think Van you Diesel likes sausages. And- no, no, I was going to ask you, what's, what's Vin Diesel's favorite Pop Tart flavor? Um, cherry, but no frosty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, he likes the unfrosted strawberry? Yeah, he's not a frosted guy. Oh my god! Oh my god, Jake! Oh my god, okay, okay. What is Vin Diesel's favorite Pixar movie? Uh, A Bug's Life. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, he's been too busy to actually see anything past that one. <laughs> he's been he's been he's been saying a bug's life since 1999. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. Should be a new segment where Jake Jake just gives us the Jake Jake is the Vin Diesel authority. And just knows what Vin Diesel enjoys and what he doesn't like. Yeah, I'm on the pulse of Vin Diesel. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Jake, uh, Vin Diesel, as far as, uh, let's see here. Vin Diesel, boxers, briefs, or... What are they? What are they? Or boxer briefs? Uh, he's a briefs guy. Vin Diesel's a briefs guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, <laughs> Tristan, do you have any questions for Vin Diesel? <laughs> I like how Jake, Jake is like a medium between you know Vin Diesel. Like we. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, prefers uh how does he uh eat his burgers how does he eat his burgers yeah how does he prefer like how burgers? does he physically eat them or what does he put on the burger how does he prefer them cooked oh medium i would guess that yeah <laughs> all right he only he does only ketchup no cheese <laughs> not a big milk guy not a big dairy guy Oh, I hear he's lactose. Is that true? That is not true, but he just, he doesn't believe in like, you know, in dairy at all. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, other, other reasons. We're we're done with this segment, guys. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't need a Riddick for it, by the way. Like, if it gets made, I'll see it, but I'm not clamoring for it. 
I'm trying to remember if I've even seen the third one. I don't think I have. I just remember loving the second one a lot, like more than per, than a person should. The second I think, one had a big long title, and then they went Riddick. Oh, this one is just going to be Ick. Every movie that we, every movie that we talk, every. <laughs> this is called Dick. <laughs> Oh, I missed that joke. Good job. <laughs> Tristan with the cl- Tristan's part of the cleanup crew. Let's do it. I was I was <laughs> centimeters away from that joke. Oh man. Mm. Uh, see, so yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to Marvel news. Oh my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> Marvel news. I don't know. What if I just continued I to like, play it? Damn. Yeah, I just continued to play it for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and people were wondering, like, it's a Marvel. Like, do, when is are they going to get back? Like, is there some like people are checking their podcast app to make oh, sure people that, would be glad? They'd be like, oh, best episode ever. <laughs> Thirty minutes of Marvel. <laughs> What's a, what's a bumper I haven't played in a while? Is there one on here? Dude, iTunes fucking bumper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember the WandaVision bumper? I love the Wanda. I was thinking, I was sad that we don't. We did all these Loki bonus episodes. I know. Well, I yeah, I'm a joke. I was never inspired to do a Loki bumper, but oh my god, do you want me to play the WandaVision bumper? One last time? All right. WandaVision. (laughs) WandaVision. WandaVision. Oh my god, it's been so long, Jake. That was mind-blowing to me this time, hearing it back-to-back after the Marvel bumper. I never realized that it was, like, the same Brian character. Oh, I know, yeah. Marvel news. And then, (laughs) yeah, Jake, there is, yeah. Like, these are are Easter eggs that you're picking up on, and PCL Easter eggs. That's fucking crazy. I know, I know. I'm a one-trick pony. I I can only do that. Oh, shit. I wasn't saying that in a bad way. I always take things the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool. Uh, uh, I've got a bunch of like bumpers like that that just come on. I got this app that I use, and they just throw on these random bumpers. Jake, hold on, you want to hear one? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah, that would be a great transition sound. Here we go. Hold on, what's this one? This one says Europe. the fuck was that? <laughs> Hold on, here's another one. Dude! <laughs> Woo! The energy. Holy shit! 
Man, anytime you guys bring energy from now on, the rest of this episode, you're getting the energy bumper. Who's gonna, who, who's gonna, who's gonna be the first to fucking, to bring the energy? And then I, on the Marvel news. Yeah, can we define energy? I like how Tristan shifts the blame to Brian on whether or not he can bring the energy. <laughs> what, what? See how that news is going. <laughs> oh, oh, is it, is it the news that I'm bringing? That's what's gonna bring the energy? Hey, if it's something exciting, I'll bring you some yeah. energy to that. Well, fucking, what? Well, just fabricate some energy, okay? Alright. Alright. No, hold on, here we go. Let's, uh, I got an email here. What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh god. Uh, this is from Aaron. Aaron, uh, sent an email, Marvel email. Shang-Chi theory, totally joking and 0% chance it's happening. So, yeah, we're off to a good start with this email. <laughs> Building off your... Dis- I'm buying it so far. Yeah. Building off your discussion of the tournament in the trailer. Oh, it's a Shang-Chi theory. Building off your discussion of the tournament in the trailer and the fact that it's Madripoor. Imagine hearing the announcer saying, next up... Next up, Wolverine. Yeah, introducing him the same way they did in the X-Men universe. Um, yeah, 0% chance that's happening. But, man, yeah, it'd be cool. I'm ready. I'm ready. I would love love that because it would shut up the, uh, I can't believe they showed us Wong in the trailer, people. Oh, God, get out of here. It'd be a big fuck you to that crowd. Hey, 0% chance that that would happen, but I think that there's a percentage of a chance that you can see some hint of Wolverine there like if it has his name on a wall or some shit like that that's very possible I think oh my god Jake I think I think Tristan just brought some energy that was some boring shit his name on a wall <laughs> you know, like maybe a trophy with his name or some shit. I don't know. Jake is Jake is angry. You're Jake. You are just ang- you are angry because you didn't get the energy bumper. Hey, I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> That's all this comes down to. Is Jake is upset? It's true, but I can't believe I can't believe that's what got. <laughs> Brian's like, that was not energy, but I just want to play this shit. I think you're or some shit. you know me too well. That was, that was just, that was, that was me finding any excuse to play the bumper. That shit worked. <laughs> I was like, like, oh my god, it's been two minutes since we talked about the energy bumper. I'm I should I should play it right now. He's like, I'm gonna play the bumper, that's gonna be a couple. It doesn't matter what Tristan says. It doesn't matter at all. Tristan could say anything and I'll just play it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, news from com, oh, yeah, so yeah, that's not happening, Aaron. Sorry. That would be cool, though. I, dude, I'm ready for Wolverine. I don't care what Jake says. Uh, I don't care what you say, Jake, that, 
the the last Wolverine movie was the perfect send off and all. I dude, I I want more Wolverine. Jesus Listen, Christ! Listen, I, t- I tell you what. Even though I'm against it, if they choose to bring him back without me knowing in advance and not finding out until I see something, that's definitely the best way to win me over on the whole. And the more I keep thinking about Daniel Radcliffe as fucking Wolverine, the more it's annoying. He doesn't have the ferocity. He could never be that ferocious fucking Wolverine ever. Like when? I don't know. No, when he yells at like. Like anybody in those Harry Potter movies, it's not intimidating. I don't think he's meant to be, though. I, I don't think. But Wolverine is, dude. <laughs> Wolverine, he, he, movies, he's acting though. He's not playing Daniel Radcliffe when he's playing Harry Potter. Yeah, but come on, you gotta. Are you serious, man? Fucking Daniel Radcliffe's gonna fucking just because like some some motherfucker can get on here and fucking show him with claws and a fu- and some facial hair and shit and make him try to look like Wolverine doesn't mean that he's going to be a ferocious motherfucker when he shows up in this movie i don't think like i don't want to he- I, I think like if he screamed in a Wolverine movie his voice would crack <laughs> I, I just don't see him as an intimidating presence man that I don't yeah, know. I really think they're going to go with someone relatively unknown, honestly. I hope so. Yeah, I my dream casting would be Tom Hardy, but it's not happening. I know that's not happening. I think we're past Tom Hardy. But um Yeah, you'll have him in movies that you don't even care for. Venom. What about the bootleg Tom oh, I was Hardy, the guy that James was in Bond? <laughs> You're talking about James Bond? Yeah, I really, I think Tom Hardy's probably one of the top three people to take over for Daniel Craig. When God, if, his. well, if Tom Hardy takes over as fucking James Bond, I'm gonna start watching James Bond movies. I think there's a high chance. There's a greater than 0% chance that'll happen. Jake? I just, I think you brought the energy, bro. Thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't no name etched on a trophy bullshit either, Tristan. <laughs> do you guys, no, do you guys enjoy how I'm, I'm, I'm rewarding you for literally bringing zero energy in my opinion? Oh, don't ruin the illusion. Again, Jake, more energy for you, sir. Making a mo- <laughs> making a mockery of this. <laughs> this experiment's working though. I'm I'm really feeling the need for that bumper. <laughs> oh, is it fueling <laughs> you? Is it fueling you? Oh, it's helping. J- oh, Tristan, you should feel you should feel a little intimidated right now. He's got two energies and you've got one. Keeping score. Damn. Hey, we still got the rest of Marvel moves. Oh my God, Tristan, you just brought it, sir. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't get anything. <laughs> yeah, you saved yourself an outrage there. I feel sorry for the people that are listening to this episode and hearing all this, and they're waiting for Loki at the end, not knowing it's in a bonus episode. People know by now. It's the fourth episode. <laughs> yeah. Who cares yeah, about the geez. five new people that listen this week? <laughs> Jake, fuck those five people. You brought some energy, bro. She 
<laughs> the best is the end. <laughs> Energy. I would love to. I would love to hear that as I climaxed sexually. <laughs> that, would, that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a visualization I didn't need tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> after I a goosebumps book. Yeah, apparently that's what's going on. Uh, I, I still goosebump and uglies is uh, that is the that is the quote of the podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm giving out Jake, I'm giving out an energy bumper reward this episode. <laughs> Am I getting one retroactively for uh, Goosebumps and Uglies? Goosebump and Uglies! I love these gimmicks that we do that can obviously only work once. Oh, this will never happen again. <laughs> it's, it's not like, welcome to episode 395. <laughs> <laughs> we play that after every review. <laughs> we should bring it back in exactly 100 episodes. God, you make a note of that. I will never remember. All right, I will. I'll make sure that happens. <sighs> Epis- what, what are we on? 386 now? Mm-hmm. Or is this 387? <laughs> I have to look at my Spotify. <laughs> I have no idea. Hold on. While we look it up, hold on. That's what we're on. Alright, so 487. Someone else will get the energy. We'll try to have Tristan back on. That's going to be a great callback. (laughs) (laughs) Two years later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what was it? Okay, this news story that I got. uh, uh, Comicbook.com had an article. Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige tossed a little shade at Alfred Molina. For revealing spoilers about the MCU. <laughs> the headman spoke with Entertainment Tonight Online for the Black Widow release. On the red carpet, they asked Feige about what could be next for Julia Louise Dreyfus after the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Feige quipped, You should ask Alfred Molina. <laughs> <laughs> The Doc Ock actor found himself in the middle of a firestorm when he revealed how he comes into play during Spider-Man Far From Home. Dude, the only reason that, you know Feige said that because he is, he's gotta be upset that fucking this is like coming out, right? Even though, even though this is on the Sony side of things, Feige is so much involved with Tom Holland's character as Spider-Man because that character does bounce into the MCU. And I feel like a lot of this actually probably came from the mind of Kevin Feige himself. Like we're talking about a guy that 
you know, he had notes about like, you know, the amazing Spider-Man movies and how they could be improved and what he would have done differently. I, I definitely see him as a fan of Spider-Man and as a fan of like what they're going to be doing in this next movie. You gotta, dude, I think he's gotta be a little bit upset that, uh, fucking Melina oh, yeah. spilt the beans here. 100%. That's the move, right? The move is like something's really pissing you off. I'm gonna make little jokes about it, like I'm not pissed off, but mm-hmm. really I'm pissed the fuck off. Like, Don't, especially when you're dealing with media outlets like that. Like that, that's the move. I agree, and he's trying. But like, how do you do that with being kind of like, you know, respectful and cute? You fucking make a little joke like that, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. get it, man. Yeah, I would be upset too, man. Like, this is. Yeah, we're talking about like movies that make multi millions, sometimes billions yeah. of dollars, and this is a big secret to get out. And we're talking about, mm-hmm. it, honestly, man, if we're talking about uh, Spider Man, no, you know, uh, No Way Home, and if you know Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in the movie, we're talking about like this is like twenty. 19, 20 years in the making, Jake. That first movie came out in 2002. Let me throw this out to you. Um, if there, if this is true, uh, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and Tobey Maguire are all in the same place right now in New York. And there was a fan recently, there was a fan recently that bumped into Toby Maguire and got his picture taken with Toby Maguire. Threw it up on Instagram. And then that same fan was asked, did you ask him about Spider-Man? And he said, yes. Yeah, I asked him about Spider-Man. He said, are you in the new Spider-Man movie? And this, the fan that got his picture taken with Toby Maguire said, I can't talk about that. And then the fan revealed that Tobey Maguire, as he said that, winked at him. So basically, it's like, okay, first off, if you're not in the movie, you're just going to say, no, I'm not in it. And if it's true, if we can believe this fan... And if Toby Maguire said no, I can't talk about that, and then winks at him, that's basically Toby Maguire saying "fuck yeah, I'm in this movie." I don't know if it's true or not, but I do know that I have seen the picture. This fan did bump into Toby Maguire in New York. It is rumored that Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland are all in New York at the same time. Something's leading me to believe that, man, uh, Jake, I, I, I cannot see that we're going to get No Way Home without Al- Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and Tom Holland all sharing the screen. Yeah, it's 100% happening. You know what's really crazy? Um, and I, I'm included in this. A lot of people complained about how quickly they would reboot the Spider-Man movies after they did each franchise. You know, Amazing Spider-Man came out so quickly after Spider-Man 3 and then the Tom Holland stuff so quickly after Amazing Spider-Man 2 and man it looks like that was a good strategy if this was the end game I don't think it was designed to be like that not not, not at all but yeah it's really t- like most franchises like you just couldn't do that with because they're so far apart from each other but 
yeah, all three of these Spider-Man universes are just boom, boom, boom with like no break in between. I swear there was a bigger break between Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2 and 3 than there was between 3 and Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. The oh, way yeah. they pump out these movies so fast as far as Spider-Man is concerned is insane because think about this. Like they are having an entire Spider-Man trilogy before Guardians of the Galaxy has their third movie. Yeah, it's like between between two and three, there's a whole trilogy that they've already had. That is insane. Yeah. And yeah. same thing with Doctor Strange, a whole trilogy before Doctor Strange has his second movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. That's that's nuts. That is crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's got to be mad at Alfred Molina. I mean, they just got Tom Holland to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then they got Alfred Molina fucking blabbing shit. It's like, God damn. Well, Jamie Foxx, too. It's like the non-MCU actors don't know the drill, you know? It's like Jamie Foxx's first thing he does is go on Instagram and says, I'm going to be Electro, and I'm not going to be blue anymore. And right. this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. <laughs> and then it just gets him deleted. And then he posts a picture yeah. of three Spider-Men. <laughs> and it, yeah. 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 Like, I, think, I think they're pissed at Alfred Molina because what he says um, has implications for everything that yes. he's doing in the movie. Yeah, know? yeah. He basically says, like, oh, yeah, this is where my character picks up. Yeah, he's like, my character picks up here, and this is what happens, and this is what happens. Right, right. They're lucky They're lucky that they didn't give him the whole script. They probably just gave him his part. Basically. He probably would have just told you everything. Alfred Molina did all the hefty, heavy lifting for Reddit. Yeah, no, and just no and just told people what's happening. Yeah, Alfred Molina deserves some energy. But, but yeah, ever since Alfred Molina blabbed his mouth, it's been just no question. Yeah, if they're going Alfred Molina. They're going all all the way. Yeah. All right, guys. Full let's uh, Molina. Yeah, you can't go half Molina. Oh, <laughs> you got to go full Molina. <laughs> all right, let's move on into DC news. It's the new DC bumper, Jake. Jake. I'm into it. You like that? Yeah, it's good. News for DC. What's that? I need that kind of, I need that going into DC. (laughs) 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 What is that? What is that one called? It's called Yeah. (laughs) Nailed it. What do we, what's this one? I got one called Loop Bass Dance. That was fun. You should, you should play that after a Tupperware party. Oh, like yeah. Here's Loop Country. Not feeling this one. No, not really. I need I, I need an en- energy palette cleanser. Alright, that's good. Sky Radio. I'll let the in play. What's Sky Radio? What's this? Fucking terrible! Oh my 
God. I'd shoot myself if I had to hear that every morning. Where's that gun, Jake? Where's that gun? We're going to make this happen. It's not, it's nighttime. Oh, <laughs> oh it's, it's nighttime. I'm immune. <laughs> it's, it's only, it's only in the AM, Brian. <laughs> only in the AM. <laughs> It's like that Steven Spielberg Quibi show that will never come out. Oh my god! D- yeah, d- have you seen um, the Quibi shows popping up on Roku? Yeah, I've heard that they've gotten like all kinds of views compared to like the the views that they got on Roku compared to what they got on Quibi are yeah. like insane. Oh god, Quibi was just destined to fail. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was a fun talking topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you think that even without the pandemic, the same thing would happen? I do. Yeah. Clippy's like one of those things that Mobius 20 years from now will be into, you know? It'll be so <laughs> obscure. <laughs> I just think, like, I, I honestly think that people, like, if you're going to watch shit on your phone, I think, you know, I think young people are just going to be watching YouTube and TikTok and that shit. You know, that's, I don't, 100%. I just don't think like people are going to be like, oh yeah, okay, this fucking, you know, Quibi, these, you yeah. know. Quibi is 2020's crystal clear Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, basically, sure. yeah. Sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, it'll be interesting to see, like, I wonder, like, in the future, if there's going to be like a, like a documentary about like some of these failed, um, streaming services. You know, after a while, Jake, when we've had a bunch of these, I would, I would watch the Quibi movie. I would watch very fascinating. Well, I would watch the Quibi one. I want to see like, remember? Do you remember Yahoo streaming? Stri- oh yeah. What was it what called? Was season of Community went. It was called yeah, Yahoo was Screen. Yeah, it was Yahoo Screen. Yeah, and the la- yeah the last season of Community went there. There was some decent stuff on Quibi. It's just that people. It's like I didn't want to go pay for. Uh, something that's trying to be YouTube, you know, like I just didn't want to do that, you know, right. Quick bites. It's like, I mean, there's so many great things that you can see on YouTube for five minutes, you know? Yeah. No, I agree, dude. Yeah. And it's fucking, yeah, it's free. It's on YouTube. And I don't know who wants to fucking pay for that shit. Yeah. I think I, and it's what blows my mind though, Jake is like all the fucking like, all the talent they had acquired for that fucking streaming service. Antoine Fuqua. You put so much money in that. Antoine Fuqua, Steven Spielberg. Like, you know. Fuck, he was involved, I think, too. Yeah, it's just insane to me. And then they had, like, star talent, too. It was crazy. It was nuts. I yeah. just don't get how you would bet on that like that. Because it's like you can't out YouTube YouTube right now. It's just I don't get why they thought that that was going to be a thing. If anything, they should have just made it free. And then slowly transitioned into a paid model. Did you guys see that the TikTok videos are going to go from a minute to three minutes now? Oh, man. Yeah, that's too long. Yeah, that's like when Instagram like extended from 15 seconds to now you can just be unlimited pretty much. Was it what happened to like Vine? Wasn't Vine huge for a while? Yeah, yeah it just got I, it got it got bought by <laughs> that's funny. It got bought by somebody, like one of the big social media companies. Hmm. I got DC News. I don't know. This is kind of dumb. I, I just, I like the title of this article. 
Um, it comes from comicbook.com. The Suicide Squad James Gunn picked Polka Dot Man because he's the, quote, dumbest DC character of all time. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Polka Dot Man is great, Gunn told Total Film. I went and looked online. Who's the dumbest DC character of all time? And it was Polka Dot Man. We've turned that, we've turned that character who's a sad, pathetic character into a character who's depressed because people think he's stupid. He has a very tragic story that you learn about throughout the film. To be able to add depth to characters who are thought of as the silliest is a fun thing to do for me. Uh, so yeah, David Dasmalkin, uh, is playing Polka Dot Man, and I love that actor, man. I fucking love him. So I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, I can't wait for the fucking Suicide Squad movie to come out. I cannot fucking wait. Yeah, man, it's my number one most anticipated movie of this year, and yeah, I can totally see it. That's a that's the most James Gunn reason to pick why you'd have a character in a movie. Yeah, right. And they gave him free range to basically put whoever he wanted in the movie, <laughs> and he kicks Polka Dot Man. They said that he could kill off any character he wanted to. Dude, they fucking gave him the keys and said you can do whatever you want. That meant he that if he warp side in there, if he wanted to, he could have. And honestly, like it wouldn't have happened. But if he wanted to, he could have killed fucking Harley Quinn. Yeah, they're basically he saying could've. that you could fucking kill anybody in this fucking universe that you want to, and he could have killed off Harley Quinn. Of course, it's not going to happen. Like we've seen like interviews with him saying like. His favorite person to work with so far through all these movies has been, you know, Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn. So he really liked that relationship. I hope he comes back. I hope James Gunn comes back to to Warner Brothers and continues to to make these. He's made it clear that that's his favorite movie making experience that he's had. So good for him. And I hope it continues to be. I think Warner Brothers needs the good, you know, the good press after this because. You know, they've kind of gone through the ringer with, you know, the Snyder Cut and with, you know, I the guess... HBO stuff. The HBO Max, like, direct to HBO Max stuff. And, you know, you, you know that, you know, <laughs> the Dune, the people behind Dune were not happy about that announcement originally. So, that's not oh, happening. Yeah. I think that's still getting theatrical. Just, I think it, isn't it... I'm going to go to theaters, I'm pretty sure. I, I am too. But... Even though, like, well, a lot of these are, like, they're, like, you know, day of release in the theater, they're also on HBO Max. And do we do we know 100% that this is not going to be on HBO Max? Day of release? Thought, they haven't confirmed it. But. I thought just last week I saw that it still is for sure going to be on HBO Max. Because yeah, they, um, I think I... They I think I, it's date around, and then they talked about it in that article. Yeah, I think I, like... I. I think like an executive at HBO Max is talking about how it's still going to hit HBO. I don't know. It's crazy. I think they're making the wrong decision there. I think it should just be theatrical. If anything, like you would think that they would release it in theaters, maybe like two weeks in advance. Jake, I don't think it's going to be a huge, I don't think it's going to be a box office success, but I, on the flip side, and I think of course more people are going to watch it if it's on HBO Max, but on the flip side, I don't think it's going to sell subscriptions either. Okay? 
but I think like I think you're gonna ex- upset like the director and the people that were involved in HBO Max just to drop it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with. So that. I think from like a creative, a creative like from a creative like respectful, you know, <laughs> like you know you know uh, Timothy Chalamet is not excited that it's gonna be dropped on HBO Max. I just think out of respect they should just. I, I think it's kind of bullshit that they're just dropping it on HBO Max and they're kind of upsetting everybody else that was involved in it. I, J- Jake, I think that if it is dropped in theaters in December, I don't think like this is going to be like, oh, guys, I understand the people that are excited for it. I understand the people that are excited. They love the books. They Maybe they love the David Lynch movie. I understand the people, the sci-fi people that are into this and they can't wait for December for this to come out. But I'm talking about casuals. And I'm, I'm talking about, like, this is the same director that did Blade Runner 2049, which I really enjoyed. But that movie wasn't a huge success. I don't think that Dune is going to be any fucking different. I don't think... Dune coming out in December is going to be the next fucking Home Alone and blow people away. It's sooner than that, it's coming out um, October. Is it October now? It was the first, but then they just last week pushed it to the twenty second to have it not up against the Bond movie. Okay, so it, yeah, I got my dates wrong. Okay, yeah, so they moved it. I, I think your point still stands. I, I think it's still going to be a. a a fringe movie, whether it comes out in October or whether it comes, I think it would have stood a better chance in December, honestly, than late October. Yeah. So I think your point still stands. Yeah. Do you think it's going to do better than Blade Runner 2045? Yes. 49? Yeah. Yes. It'll make so? more money than Blade Runner. I, I, I would take that bet for a hundred bucks on that one. Is that based I think on the got, star power you think like Chalamet and the it's younger? It's based on the star power. I really yeah. expect them to roll out the insane promotional campaign when we get closer for this movie too. I think it's just going to be in your face. Like, I think the studio knows they kind of have to do that. It's crazy. Yeah, I was yeah. Slade Runner really never got that treatment. I was like, oh man, their marketing was terrible. It seemed. Yeah, I was seeing figures for Dune on the shelves like months ago. Me too. What's that, Jake? Me too. I mean, me as well. It's weird that they didn't hold that stuff back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's super weird. Buy that? Is okay. So Jason Momoa is in it. Timothy Chalamet, um, Oscar Isaac. Who, who else, Jake? Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Josh Ferguson. Roland, Dave yeah. Batista, Zendaya. Dave Batista is in it. Okay. Javier Bardem. Okay. Jake, do you think that they're going to bring the energy? Yeah. I think there'll be scenes where they bring the energy, but I think mostly it'll be a, 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 a lot more calm than that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a bold prediction, Jake. I, I don't think that that bumper will be good for the entire movie, but I, I bet there's scenes that you can put it to. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid, man. I'm done. I'm fucking done. That's all I got. All right, one, one, one more energy. Well, uh, would somebody bring some? Can you earn it, Jake? 
That's the problem. That's the problem with people today. That's the fucking problem with people today. They just fucking expect shit, dude. They fucking just, like, just gimme, gimme, gimme. They don't work for anything. And you're part of the problem right now. Like, if you want an energy bumper, why don't you fucking bring some energy? Yeah, I feel bad now. I'm nothing but remorse. But you're still, you're doing nothing to bring any energy on the flip side. Like yeah, you're you're sorry, you're sorry, but you're not doing anything to pr- to fix the problem either. Okay. I know. Maybe I need a break and I can come back with energy. I don't know, fucking Louis the Lightning Bug. Why don't you bring some fucking energy? <laughs> Star Wars news. Tristan, you're done. You're fucking done. <laughs> 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 I ain't got any Star Wars news this week, man. I'm sorry. I ain't got shit. I ain't got shit. Jake, you did watch, uh, what is it? Is it called Visions? Yeah, yeah, where it's like a, um, an anthology Star Wars series where a bunch of the lead anime, um, animators did different episodes jumping all over the Star Wars universe. It's like a, uh, three minute first look, uh, comes out mid September sometime. I forget the exact date. So it looks cool though. I'm excited to see a legit trailer or just, you know, watch the series when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Man, I need to, I need to get on the, I don't know. I need to finish fucking the last season of Clone Wars before I jump on the Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy watch. That last season of Clone Wars was pretty fun. I heard it was good. I heard it was good. Kind of like broken up into two different parts, two different stories. Yeah. It's like a big Bad Batch story and then there's like, one or two kind of one shots and then there's a second main story I wish it would come out with the Star Star Wars the bad bitch (laughs) I'm sure that's available I mean, he didn't earn that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Give give yourself some energy, Brian. (laughs) Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was being sincere. I was saying bad thing. Oh, you thought, okay, you thought, you thought, okay, you thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were telling me that I, why don't you get some energy? And you're saying like, you're saying that I've earned some energy. Correct. You earned it, yeah. Okay, I'm going to soak all this in. Hold on. Yeah. Oh my! I just came. Um, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't. I can't go again. That's yeah. Jesus, dude. I know, dude. I need a spring chicken. <laughs> I'm gonna, dude. You're right. I need to recharge the battery. Man. <laughs> I'm not in my twenties anymore. <laughs> Oh God! All right, guys, Tristan, thank you for joining us. That was great. I uh, enjoyed being here. I enjoyed receiving energy and giving energy, and yeah, awesome. Oh, Jake. Oh man, Jake. <laughs> you know, like I would deduct energy from you when you said that synergist synergy tactic <laughs> comment. You no made. argument. I have no defense. Shields down. <laughs> That that comment still haunts me. <laughs> Hours later. Punch myself. That, 
I love the fact that you recognize the problem. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want Master and Commander Barfing Jake to puke on Synergistic Jake. That's what I want. <laughs> and, and after that happens, I will reward you this. All right, we're done. All right, guys, Jake, what are you doing next? Oh, Black Widow's next week, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Yeah, Black Widow and Loki episode five, so we'll be back then. Uh, Tristan, always love having you on, dude. I appreciate being here, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Always great talking to you guys. Love talking to you. Uh, We will be back next week. Black Widow, Loki episode five. Just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before We don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Drop by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good at toss it, good at taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture push over Pop culture Leftovers Cool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers, pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Hot culture leftovers, podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and the shaft crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. Trap. Good and toss it, good and Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushed over. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture push over, pop culture. Leftover. And with the uncool kids, 